the SD Podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, SNDblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. My name is Raven. Professional wrestling superstar. Listen to Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 52. I am your host. I am Jay back at you, bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling. And like I said, this is episode 52. This is the Royal Rumble preview show. Royal Rumble is this Sunday night, WWE Network. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a 17-hour show, start around 4 or 5 o'clock, and end that God knows when. However... The Royal Rumble is one of the top four, one of the old school uh, top four, meaning it is one of the old, four oldest pay-per-views in the history of the WWE. And it is a favorite to a lot of people, including myself. I love the Royal Rumble because of, you know, the drama and, you know, the not knowing what's going to happen. Because in the Royal Rumble match, you'll either get a return superstar, you'll get, probably get a debuting superstar, a la AJ Styles in 2016. Um, so it's very exciting. And now with the men's and the women's, and we just hope each year that WWE gets it right with the winner, because obviously the winner gets a shot at either WWE or now Universal or maybe even NXT like Charlotte that did last year, NXT championship. So this is going to be a cool show. It's a big show. And with it being a big show, I always bring some people on to to talk about this stuff with me. It's going to be an awesome one. First off, I have my man Sammy Muniz. Sammy, welcome back to the show, brother. How you doing? Oh, it's always a pleasure, brother. And I also have my man who is, hey, it's not SummerSlam, man. He's here. That's awesome. I have, <laughs> I have my man Hector Ghost Rivera. Ghost, what's up, brother? Welcome back. What's up? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me over. Of course, man, of course. So pretty much the gist of this show, what the guys and I are going to get into, a handful a handful of topics. We're going to get into the Royal Rumble pay-per-view itself, give our predictions on the matches as well as the two matches itself, the Royal Rumble, the men's and women's Royal Rumble match. We're going to get into other topics like uh, we're going to talk about how now the WWE Network streaming in the U.S. only, not anywhere else. Everywhere else, the WWE Network is going to be available the way it is. But in the U.S., the WWE made a big sale to uh, NBC's Peacock channel uh, for the WWE Network to be streamed on that app and that site. And uh, we'll get into that. Unfortunately, 2020 ended on a rough note with the death of Brody Lee. We're going to get into some memories of Brody. Um, we, got a, we got a debut match now for Sting in AEW. We're going to get into that um, as well as uh, Cody. He's going to be going against Shaquille O'Neal. We'll get into that a little bit also. We'll t- <laughs> we'll talk we'll have some UFC talk toward the end of the show with McGregor versus Poirier that happened last weekend. 
And um, yeah, and that's pretty much the gist. So right off the bat, um, so this this WWE Network sale, uh, when you guys first heard about it, what did you guys think of that? Um, well, I was actually experimenting with uh, the Peacock app actually the week before. Not wrestling related, but uh, they were having some sort of uh, promotion when it came to like uh, it was it was to to watch this event, the Spanish event celebrating uh, uh, Joe Biden being he inaugurated into presidency. Um, and I actually found it a little difficult to to maneuver through the app. Okay. Um, <laughs> um to find a week later that uh. WWE sold to it. Um, I was a little confused at how it was going to work for existing customers, but then I looked it up, and it seems like we're just going to be switched over. We don't really have to do anything. Yeah. I think the way they, they, they went about it is, I think if an existing customer, I think the way the prices are, they'll send you over to Peacock Premium, which is about $5 a month, so it kind of cuts it in half. However, you'll get like ads and commercials every five minutes. But um, if you want the ad-free version, you'll get the WWE Network in full and the Peacock Peacock app in full um, with no commercials for the regular $10 a month. So in, in reality, you get a whole new streaming service with your WWE Network for $10 a month instead of just the WWE Network. So that's kind of interesting. Here's the crazy part. They sold it five-year contract for $1 billion. Well, Vince knows how to make business, man. Especially nowadays, I'm not surprised that he sold. I know that they've been, I don't know if the word I want to use is struggling, but, you know, they're not making, because of the pandemic, the, the money that they wish they were making with merchandising and touring. So I'm, I'm sure he was just looking for any way to make some money. And I, I think I read, too, that just viewership just, just plateaued. They weren't getting any new viewerships. And I, I just think... It, it, it seems like a smart thing to do um, for both Peacock and WWE, especially if you tell someone who is an avid watcher of the network that now you can just pay five bucks instead of ten to be able to see to see the stuff. Uh, and I, I know a lot of people will be happy about that, especially because now you know we got a lot of guys uh, and girls who are just. Uh, might be in a tight situation financially. So getting it at half price is uh, quite a deal. Because they're still getting the, the full library. Yeah, the yeah they're, they're not cutting anything out. Hey, hey uh, uh, Sam, you ever messed with this Peacock channel before? I have. It's pretty good. Um, I think when I first tried it, if I had issues, I had issues with it. But then when you play around with it, pretty good. And you get a lot of free content on it. I did a free trial, tried out some of the premium uh, content. So I think in the long run, it, it will help WWE. But um, it's just kind of, you know, they just cannibalizing things because all they did was just add it to WWE Network folks. And you could see that coming since they already have USA on the Peacock Network. So. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the content was there, and it just made sense to to do it. And it makes a good move for Vince McMahon because 
now he whatever overhead cost he was paying for the WWE network, that's probably uh no longer on his plate. Yeah, I think it'll be fully since it'll be Peacock's responsibility now, right, to post all the stuff and all that. I think so. I read that they're going to have the entire library, so everything is is included. And then you have also all the content because Universal owns all the content. It's all these Universal movies. So yeah. it's, it's pretty, the library is pretty extensive. So when you're adding this stuff, you're just making it bigger. And you're going to have probably, I'm not sure the number of uh, content users that use um, WWE Network. But I think Peacock had reported 33 million uh, subscribers before wow. this whole merger. So, so <clears throat> it'll go up significantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At, um, let me see. Yeah, because NBC, all that's universal. And I think from what I've heard, because I know ESPN wanted the WWE Network on their ESPN Plus, um, and we all know they have UFC under their library as well. But since the, the Peacock uh, purchase, I mean, of the of the rights, at least for the next uh, half decade, um, now ESPN reported they will be no longer showing any WWE footage at all because, you know, sometimes they'll have, like, Jonathan Coachman on there, you know, show some highlights on SportsCenter, like, at 11 o'clock at night or whatever. But, uh, you know, obviously, since ESPN is owned by Disney and now Disney and Universal, obviously, you know, totally different uh, franchises or whatever, businesses. So ESPN won't be showing any WWE footage ever again, at least until this uh, Universal thing is over. Um, but yeah, WWE and, and NBC has had a relationship dating back <laughs> well, the, the late 70s, early 80s, because, you know, they had Saturday night's main event on NBC. When uh, Saturday, Light, Saturday Night Live would go on hiatus, they would show uh, Saturday night's main event. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Vince just made a billion dollars. So, <laughs> and, I, and it's, it's good business with Peacock, too. I actually just looked up the, the number of uh, network, WWE network subscribers. And according to this, uh, based on the last quarter of 2020, they got 1.69 million subscribers. Mm. Uh, a lot of new subscribers that are going to be exposed to Peacock. Peacock, yeah. Yep. And, 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 and I mean, for, for $10, you're already paying the $10 to begin with. If you want commercials, you could cut that down in half, or you keep paying the 10 and you get a whole nother streaming service. So along with the WWE Network. So, hey, I mean, I think it's a good deal. Yeah, if they got, I got to look through it again. And they, you know, they got stuff that I want to see. I don't see any problem with it. Kind of just getting everything all in one. I think, I think it's pretty neat. Cuts back on having all the different, all the different apps. Yeah. You just get one app where I could just watch everything. Yeah. Oh, hey, I, that was a pretty pretty cool move for the network. And I know some people are going to be complaining and stuff that they have to, you know, their, their network app is going away and they got to go into Peacock and all that other stuff. Ah, whatever. It, it ain't a big deal. It's just another movie, another app. Nah, <laughs> if they're going to complain, that's just out of pure laziness. If you could just literally just log in, it's there's no credit card that yeah. you need. At least I just want to try Peacock right now just to see what it is. You just go into your to your app store and you download it. You don't need to log in with any personal information just yet, unless you want the premium service. Then you register your card. Yeah, but yeah. it's like two, three minutes of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Sports channels, so they're gonna move up over all the sports 
Easy Webplay Network and for the Peacock app. So they're on sports as well. So I think this is something to do with, with the whole sport, sports uh, integration and growth that they're going to come out with. So I think this has a lot to do with it. Because uh, it's similar to what Fox has. You have SmackDown, you have UFC, you have Premier Boxing, and then you have um, some other sports, you know, college sports, pro sports. So I think NBC is going to do the same thing with the Peacock app and um, USA and NBC. So, Hey, you think with, with this money that Vince just made, you think he tries the XFL again? No, he sold it. He to sell oh, it. that's right. He, gave, he sold it to The Rock, right? Sold it to The Rock. Yeah, Rock's I forgot. Gonna I forgot. Like, he's going to make it a Premier League. It's going to be shown on the Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot The Rock that's bought it from him. It's going to come out on too. <laughs> Didn't they have a deal with ABC, though? It was ABC and NBC, right? So, I think, Which time? I don't even know. Yeah, I this, forgot. This last time. Because it did good ratings, actually. Yo, I it, know did, definitely it, it did good the second time around. It, it, it did do well. You know, because they stuck to football. It wasn't hokey like the first exactly. one. Exactly. Like like they did the weird rules and and they had actual storylines and stuff like that. Like they stood to football and they had some guys who were in the NFL that obviously either can't cut it or they just couldn't make a team and they gave them the platform to play and the games were actually pretty good. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty good. It was I, I watched a couple of games. It was actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what Vince does with this billion. <laughs> Maybe he'll uh, use some of that money to steal some talent from AEW. <laughs> who knows? We'll see. Um, who would you steal back? <laughs> who would you? Being Vince, you're Vince right now, Jay. Who would you? Who would you take back from AEW? <sighs> I mean, I mean, and, I, I know. And a new t- don't bring back somebody who you created. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I know he was after Kenny Omega, like, from before AEW started, and Kenny kind of had a bad taste in his mouth from previous, when he was in developmental, like, 15, 20 years ago. Um, yeah. I mean, I would like to go after some of the younger guys. You know, I, I think he's super small, but I do enjoy Darby Allen. Um I'm a huge Darby Allen So, so, so I, I think I would probably, you know, and I would get rid of the whole 205 Live thing, honestly, and just, you know, NXT. You know, I could see a Darby Allen in NXT. Um, I like Private Party um, to juice up the tag division a little bit. They're very entertaining guys. Even though it could kind of be a mesh, a clash with, like, they already have, you know, uh you know, Montez Ford and, and Dawkins, they're a little bigger version of them. I mean, two to- different teams, but, you know, kind of similar in terms of their, you know, mannerisms and character and stuff. Um, yeah. th- th- there's a couple of young guys in AEW I would go after and not just, like I said, not just the main players, you know. Uh, I would kind of give maybe Neville a second run at it. I mean, I know they they made him or whatever, but... But his bastard character, it kind of was born in 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 two hundred five live when he was the champion over there. But they didn't really do anything with it. Um, let me see. Yeah, there's a couple of guys I, I would have to. Yeah, the roster for some reason is blanking on me. But you know, off the bat, I would think of guys like Darby Allen, Private Party, and 
few guys like that. Well, who would you take from them? Um, well, Darby Allen would be my number one guy. He's uh, from day one, even when he was in the, running in the Indies, uh, there was something about him that stood out to me. He he felt almost like he was almost a complete package. He just needed a, a little polishing, and I think now in AEW, he's really getting that opportunity. Uh, now that they're sort of pairing him up with Sting, yeah, I think he's going to guide it in the right direction. Uh, he looks great with this new, uh, which is funny because it's just a normal black belt, but with this new version of the TNT title, yeah, looks looks really cool. I like that he's the one who uh, is kind of rocking new the the new color. Um, who else from AEW? Um, to be honest, the only guy that I, I think is a full package and could do well in WWE would be Cage. You know, as you would think, as you were saying, as you were talking about Darby in the back of my brain, like for some reason, Team Taz came into my head and I was like, huh, maybe. And then I thought to myself, maybe Brian Cage, because he has what they love. He's big. He's juiced. You know what I mean? He won't pass a, a juice test, but, you know, they love guys like that. So, <laughs> um, he's a athletic as hell, too. Such a big guy. Yeah. 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 He's really, he, he's, I've been a fan of Cage. And, and the funny thing is, I see videos of him like in 2014 in PWG, and he was mad skinny. <laughs> he was mad skinny. And I think, uh, I think, Sammy, you sent me a picture maybe a, a year or so ago of a young Brian Cage teamed up with, uh, not Damien Sandow. Who's the uh, the dummy? Yeah, what's that dude's name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was NWA of, of Hollywood. They were a tag team over there. But he was super skinny. But I think the one thing the speedy grab coming into it. Um, Darby Allen Darby can't make him money. We'll put him in NXT and won't make money. One who will make him money is MJF. Ah, that's a good one. That's the one. They'll they'll shoot him to start him, and they'll probably take Hangman Page if they if they want if they comprise some people. The only reason I have an issue with your first choice is because I feel like they already have that in the mid. Ah, this 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 guy is. They want him. They want him already, and and I think yeah, I think they'll, in the mid, they'll they'll water but, him down though. Like he won't be the MJF that that we like. You know what I mean? Like. The whole he can't really cut you can't really cuss in WWE. <laughs> he he's just yeah, he, a foul mouth. I think they'll let him give him freedom to talk, but yeah, you can't cuss. Yeah. And That's, like talk crap to kids um, and like hit kids and stuff. Like I mean, he he just does crazy stuff that is just hilarious and, and makes you know, guys like us chuckle. But in that but, PG universe that they have over there, I don't know if MJF will fit. But like you said, a tamed, a tamed MJF that they mold into what they want. He can pull it off because he's super talented. Um, but the, they the, can get him if he does like Roman Reigns currently. I can see that they can do something similar than that. Yeah. But you know, my thing is this: with all the money that's there, would you really just stick to only AEW, or would you take some money? No, 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 not at all. I'll go to MLW. I'll go and I'll take him, the big boy. I'll take Alex MLW. Hammerstone. I'll take Joe, Jacob Fatu. I'll take a bunch of them. Those are the two I would take. <laughs> they, they can shoot Fatu to the top quickly. Yeah, 
And Hammerstone, they love that look. Yo, oh Hammer, Hammerstone looks like Shane Douglas when he was juiced in like '98, when he was <laughs> when, when he, he was, <laughs> when he was in EC, when he was the ECW champ in '98, and he was the leader of the Triple Threat, and he was juiced to the gills. That's what Hammerstone looks like to me. <laughs> but Hammerstone is more. I think he's taller too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's just a big beast of a guy. And he yeah. and he can move like Cage. Yeah, which is shocking. You know who I thought WWE would like? Someone like probably like Michael Elgin, but they never they never really called him. Oh yeah, but he had too many problems. The yeah. so one guy I I just think he didn't go to WWE because it was his choice was uh Jeff Cobb. Another one, uh, yeah. He's one he's one that I would totally want to see in WWE. But I think I, I just listened to a, a recent podcast uh where he just said that he just doesn't feel it's the right time for him in WWE. There's still some things on the on the indie scene that he wants to take care of before he goes. You know who refused to sign with them, and and I was surprised because they they gave him they gave well two guys. Well, I can they gave him a pretty good showing in that first cruiserweight tournament classic that they had. They had Zack Saber Jr. and Kota Ibushi in that tournament, and like they were pushing both of them like pretty high until they both decided not to sign and then they lost their next match. <laughs> but um I think, I think they wanted those two. They, they did really wanted to push those. But I think with guys like Saber, he's just very he I just feel like he felt like I feel is that his time would, would, would run out quick. I feel like they'll give him like maybe a good five months and then he's just gone. Yeah. He's I mean not that it's a detriment he's because he's ring, very he's good. Not. He's one of the skinniest guys I've seen, and <laughs> he's just not charismatic. He doesn't have he doesn't have that WWE character. Very true. He, he the charisma is not there either. He's very dry. The only way they could bring him in is if someone, the person who hates, um, what's his face, the NWA champion, the all, person who thinks all this will swallow it up. They'll bring in Nick Aldis, and then they could bring in Zach Zaber Jr. as one of his British cohorts. Can you explain to me why Nick's uh, why Aldis never got signed? If there's somebody that I hate him. Considering there's, his there's wife, his wife was working there and, all and that time. Uh, I don't know who it is. That that's the one that can't. He never says the name. Hmm. But it's it, there's somebody there that won't. That keeps whispering in the ear, like no, 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 no. I it's, think it's from his impact days. It's probably Cena. That's because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you I know, heard I heard a little rumor, but it was it died out quickly. Where oh, him, they were him. trying to do something for Starcade. Oh, yeah. So him and Triple H, because it looks like Triple H wants them, but somebody keeps whispering. So I, I I don't know what's true and what's not true. Yeah. I mean, I, I, w- I would assume that. if Triple H wants you, you're in. I would assume, but you know, I mean, if somebody's talking got, to Vince, he, he's got to wrestle Vince. <laughs> you, you want this guy? Let's go around. <laughs> yeah, man, God, I'm just surprised because that dude has been doing a lot of good shit since he left Impact. Like what? He's been out of Impact what like seven years already. Like, he, He's been doing a lot of yeah. good stuff since then, and I'm surprised. You know, a lot of guys who leave other companies and do big things on the indie scene, they usually WWE usually scoops them up. 
But, um, yeah, he's one that he's just been staying out there. They even picked up Willie Mack at some point, and he had, like, a match on NXT and just never made it, and, they, and he's, he's back, been back in impact. You know, oh, so. but no, but Nick Aldis is the style they like. Yeah. He's the style they like. He's the slow pace, the peaks. The, the, he's a storyteller. Yeah. And they like that. And they know they could they know they could make money with him. It's just somebody probably just no idea. You know, the politics of things. And his a, and his accent doesn't hold him back either. Like it's just a regular he can speak the English language perfectly, you know what I mean? But you know, his 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 accent ain't that bad. He's a charismatic guy and he can wrestle. I don't get it. Good luck. You can have a feud with him and Drew McIntyre. You could put him and AJ Styles again. You can do a lot of things. Just yeah. exploring them out there then ease in Daniel Bryan and just start showing what he can do and then next thing you know you have a, a another star there. What about a guy like Will Ospreay? Oh yeah, he's growing. He's growing medium big. Remember he was so, so skinny? Yeah. Now he's he's too big to be a, a, a He's not lightweight. a he's not a cruise, he's not a cruiserweight no more. Yeah, I think yeah, both. And he still moves good. You think- Actually, you know what? You mentioned from NWA uh, before we moved to Osprey. Uh, this dude, uh, Eli Drake. Yes. Yeah. I like Eli Drake. Yeah, he he's, seems he's good, he too. good, too. All right, now we could go back to Osprey. And Osprey's <laughs> uh, his back and forth with Randy Orton on Twitter. I like amazing. Oh, that was good. That was good. I didn't think he'll be able to to match wit with Orton, but, but he did. He, he held his own. <laughs> <laughs> well, Orton said one thing, and I think that no matter what Osprey says after that, he he's just always going to lose. Is he said we already have Ricochet? And I was yeah, like, but look, but look, look what they done with Ricochet though. So that's not really anything, you know. Yeah, we got Ricochet, but what did y'all do with him? Nothing. <laughs> but but I, I think that just kind of even tells you what what they think of Osprey is like. If you come in here, what you going to do that that Ricochet can't do? That's true. I mean, not much. It's just if you look at them now, I think uh, Will Osprey dwarfs Ricochet now the way he looks. Because R- Ricochet stood, you know, he's always been a built guy, but he's a small built guy. Osprey, yeah, Osprey was a tall, skinny guy. Now he's a tall, ripped guy. <laughs> I have a photo with Ricochet, and, I, and I'm I'm look like I'm towering over Ricochet. Yeah. It it always makes me laugh, like when we go to wrestling events and stuff like that, and we take pictures with certain wrestlers who we think, since on TV they're they gotta be larger than life, but then we get next to them and we're probably like in these indie shows, probably bigger than half the roster. <laughs> Dude, you know who surprised the hell out of me when I saw him in person because I thought I was gonna be towering over him was Tyson Kidd. He's tall. This dude is tall, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's big too. He's a big guy. Yeah. And but I feel like how saw he was. He was sitting down, you know, at the meet and greet, and we're like, "Oh, look, Tyson Kidd." I wasn't expecting him to be here. And then the dude stood up to go to talk to somebody. The dude was almost if he's not well, it was from a slight distance. He either looked my height or was taller than me. And that, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm tall, but I mean, you, I, I mean, I, you're not average. You know, you're a taller guy. I didn't think he was gonna be. My height. I thought he was going to be shorter than me. Like I, I went when I went to a few Ring of Honor shows in the in the Hammerstein. Went to a couple of the meet and greets and stuff. And 
uh, it was during the time where they had their relationship with New Japan and stuff. So it was a New Japan slash ROH like super show. Um, and I met a I paid to meet the whole panel that was there. So a few of the guys like Matt Hardy's a bigger guy. So he he was the size I thought he was. But then I I met Jay Lethal and I was like, oh snap! <laughs> if you see a picture of me and Jay Lethal, he got his arm around me, but his arm is like elevated. I was like, yo. <laughs> I'm taller than Jay Lethal. Yeah, I was taller than Jay Lethal. Jushin Thunder Liger was like a small child. <laughs> he, he Liger was easily about five five, maybe. I was like, whoa. Yeah, he was a smaller guy. Uh who's uh AJ Styles was about my height. Um oh Gallows is a giant. Uh Anderson was a little bit tall. Uh Jay Briscoe was tall. Um, the dude that was super tall, like he was like the tallest dude there was Okada. Okada's a tall freaking guy. Oh, wow. Okada was easily six foot six. <laughs> he was tall. Nakamura was tall when I saw him there. Um, but yeah, the rest of them, like I met Jado and Gato. They, they were, they were, they were smaller guys. Um, Mike Bennett was, was you know, almost like you know, not that tall, but he was maybe six foot. Um, yeah, but I was surprised of of the height and of a lot of these guys. I was like, "Wow, all right." <laughs> I think the most imposing, physically imposing guy that I've seen, and I saw him in two different stages of his life, was Drew McIntyre. Oh, he's a monster! I saw Drew McIntyre when he was in three man band. And I got a photo with him, and he's. Like taller than me, obviously. I think he's like six five or maybe. So he, he he was definitely towering over me just in height, but he didn't look that big. Yeah. And I saw him again. Like I saw him maybe six months before he signed with NXT. And you know that this new Drew is like, dude's a beast. Yeah, he's a monster. Dude, and I saw him like up close. There was a small event over here in the Bronx, and. I was like, dude, we're not even the same species. <laughs> this dude, dude, so huge. That 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 was the, the the one guy where I saw, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like that was that was freaky to see that dude that big. And the thing is, like you said, he's tall and huge. It's not even just one or the other. Like he's just a giant monster. Like if like if you see Braun Strowman, and I know. Uh, they did that face off, I think. In uh, yo, Sam, what what show was that that they were on? Was it was a yeah, it was one of those late night shows, and they brought them out, and I think they were they were like promoting WrestleMania or something like that. It's Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, that Kofi one, not that. Yeah, the Kofi. Yeah, the Jimmy Fallon. I remember that. Yeah, and they had Drew and and Braun next to each other, and Drew almost looked bigger. Drew was taller and bigger. He was. Dude, he was looking, a little big because he noticed, oh, I'm a little bit bigger than you. I don't want to make it seem. Look at when he went up against uh, Brock at the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. He made. He's one of the few guys that, that make Brock look small. Yep. Oh, yeah. One guy that I saw when I was when I was younger, and, and he's going to be in the Rumble this year, Edge is a tall guy. Yeah, Edge is probably like a good six five or something like that, and at the time he was juiced too. So he was just—I was like, "Damn, I didn't realize this dude was that big." Like him and Orton were like almost the same size at the time when they were like tag teaming. 
think Orton is I think Orton is like overlooked in certain in terms of size because he's been like the same size his whole career for the most part. But <laughs> he kept himself in that shape. But uh, Orton's a big guy too. Orton's a guy that WWE could have made a scar in like a movie. He just decided to stay in wrestling. Yeah, you, people know him outside of wrestling. People yeah. didn't know him. Didn't he try a movie though? He was in one or two or something like that. I think he was in Did one. Did he do like a 12 pounds or some shit? Huh, I'm trying to remember. If he was like in was like it? one of those 12 round movies or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he was in one of those 12 rounds. I know Ambrose or, or Moxley was in one. Yeah. I think Ted DiBiase yeah. was in one, Ted DiBiase Jr., before he got let go. I know um, uh, Wade Barrett was in a couple films. Wade Barrett, yep. Wade, who He just became a U.S. citizen, by the way. He posted a picture today. Oh, nice. Good for him. Yeah. The dude are wrestling again. You think he shows up in the Rumble? <laughs> Wade Barrett? Bad News uh, Barrett? To, to be honest, I don't expect too many surprises this year. Oh, you don't expect much? I don't expect, well, when it comes to surprise entrance. Yeah. I really don't think that they're going to do too many this year. I think, you know, Rumble's going to be really weird this year for me, man. With, with no crowd, is this, the crowd the crowd always made WWE what it was. Yeah. But especially during the Rumble. Absolutely. You're talking about the countdowns, the pops when, when you know, surprise entrant comes in, the pops when someone gets eliminated. And, and you're not going to have that. You know, they're going to pump the, 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 the fake crowd noises. Well, but it's not the aren't, same. aren't they going to be in a stadium where they'll have uh, like 25% capacity or some crap like that for the Rumble? I know they were, tr- they were trying to do that. If it, happens, if it happens, then that'll be a great help because I do, I do like in AEW, you know, they don't, they just have a limited amount of audience, but it makes yeah. a huge difference. Like Even the, when I watch NXT and it's just the students, it's just yes, the NXT guys yes. and girls there, it makes a huge difference. It does. It does. Like they have their Thunderdome surrounding the the top, and then you got some of the fans, like you said, the students on the bottom. And for AEW, they just got the wrestlers who aren't working that night. They got them in the front, and then they got some fans in the stadium or, or around because I think they're in the Jacksonville Jaguars area. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think they were trying to get – some stadium out here to to do that so they could get some fans because all the football stadiums are allowing like twenty five to thirty percent capacity at the games. So you know we'll see. And like you said, they'll 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 pipe up the sound from whoever's there and make it sound louder than it is. So WrestleMania in the Tampa Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna get fans. Yeah, for Mania, yeah, they're gonna be back in that Tampa stadium and they'll 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 have fans there. I'm I'm tempted to go myself, so we'll see. <laughs> the Super Bowl's in Tampa, but I, I looked at some tickets and I was like, nah, TV it is for me. <laughs> Freaking tickets are going for like twenty grand and stuff. I was like, nah, get the hell out of here. Nah. Shoot. Yeah, always. I've gone to many, at least wrestling events. Anyway, I've gone to many live events, and I honestly still prefer to just watch it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, so far they only announced for the Men's Royal Rumble only 17 guys. 
So just real quick, you got Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Edge, Otis, Miz and Morrison, Jay Uso, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, Dolph Ziggler, Big E, and Mustafa Ali so far. Um, excuse me, excuse me. It's Mustafa. Mustafa, Mustafa, yeah. <laughs> now, they, real quick, just a little side note. What do you guys think of Retribution? I still think they suck. You know what? It's great. <laughs> the, 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 no, listen, the group sucks. Individually, they're great talent. Yes. Each and every one of them is great. But, well, ex, well, the one, there's the one dude, I forget his name, D- uh, the dude with the dress. Dio Madden, that was an announcer. I think he has a great look, but I don't really know much about him outside of what he's shown in, in Retribution. But the other guys, you know, We've seen them um, in the Indies. We've seen them on NXT. Yep. Um, they're all great. The group itself, I don't like. Um, I don't even, and I like Ali, but I don't like him as the leader of the group. And I feel like he does like this fake angry thing where he tries to sound like extra vicious. Yeah, yeah. He's a, <laughs> and it's annoying. It's like, dude, just like sound, either be pissed or just talk regular. Like, I hate the fake angry. Makes them sound corny. Yeah. It's, it's just a weird, weird group for me. I'm I'm really happy that uh, Mercedes lucked out. Oh, she, she lucked out big time. Poor Mia Yim. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, which sucks. Cause I'm a huge Mia Yim fan. And I, and I guess she just, you know, she was like, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity to let me take it. Yeah. But this is one of those where I'm like, you know what? I, I, I think I just. I'll stay in NXT and see what I can do there. Who knows? Let's see if maybe one day uh, her her boyfriend, Keith Lee, saves her from the group. <laughs> you know, I thought they were going to go that route eventually. I was like, oh, they're going to beef with, 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 with Lee, and then she's going to have to make a decision. And for a little bit there, they kept showing that, like, Ali would keep getting mad at her. And, like, that yeah. one match with her match. Off and I was like, oh, finally they're gonna get rid of her. She's gonna leave the group. <laughs> sure enough, that never happened. Yeah, because because I understand when Mercedes was there that you have two tough chicks, you know, with you. But now you know Mercedes is back in NXT and it's kind of like, what's the use of Mia Yim being in this group? It doesn't make any sense. I really wanted them to be, and I think that's probably what they were gonna do was uh, make them a tag team and go for the women's titles. Yeah, and I thought that was gonna work out, but. Then, you know, she, she just disappeared, and I didn't really know what was happening, but I was happy that she did leave because this group just didn't didn't turn out to be as good as I wanted it to be. Is there any hope for Dijakovic when this is over? Yeah, you know what? I really hope that when these guys finally leave this group that they do some sort of storyline where they're like, you know, I've come to my senses. I'm just going to go back to my regular name. Like she'll go back to being me again. Yeah. He'll go back being that crazy ass name. I can't pronounce. <laughs> um, they're just going to erase it from memory and they're just going to bring him back on the old name. That's all they're going to do. Cause he said, he said that he, spe- he said it in a podcast. I think it was Corey Gray's podcast that he specifically named them. He gave them like some silly names. Yeah, because he want he wanted them to feel what it was like to be judged solely based on your name and your look, which is how he felt he's been treated his whole career because of where he's from. 
his nationality and because his name is Mustafa Ali and that name just won't get you over in the States. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. I thought it was a great explanation. Um, but then I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's him complaining or what it is. Well, they just not feeling him, but they're giving these guys no love. Yeah. And, and for a group that's supposed to be terrifying, they like lose Muhammad too much. Muhammad Hassan, I mean. <laughs> if he was a big dude like Muhammad Hassan, Muhammad Hassan was over. Yes, he was. Yeah. And if they, it they wasn't for the terrorist attacks, was... he would have been probably world champ if it wasn't for the terrorist attacks. Yeah, he would have been. And he would have got so much heat. Oh. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think we would have seen that much heat. The last time we saw anything that that much heat was Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, when when he, when he became the sympathizer for 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 Saddam yeah, Hussein, and people <laughs> wanted to kill him. He said he, he used to wear he used to wear bulletproof vest to uh, the arenas because he was afraid somebody was going to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, by they, the way, they wanted him to burn the American flag, but he wouldn't do it. Oh no, that would, that would have been dumb. So he burned I'm Hogan's T-shirt and said. Yeah, that, that that would have been that was too far. That would have been too far. You know, uh, Braun Strowman just came back on SmackDown. So, oh, he, oh, he came back today. Yeah, it just happened like not even a minute ago. Oh, so, so he came out. He'll be in the room. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he'll be there. You know, like, you know, what? Keith Lee's name is not on this list for Rumble participants either. So I, I wonder what's what they only announced team. seventeen though. Seventeen out of the thirty have been announced. Yeah, so, so I, don't, I don't think they're gonna have. 10 surprises or 12 surprises. So I'm surprised they haven't just announced regular guys, most of the regular guys from the roster. I just think they have too many guys on the roster for them to bring in too many surprise entrants. I think they have enough guys to just do a whole regular roster. Unless unless they're going to add tonight a couple couple more matches, like a couple tags or some singles matches. Yeah. I I don't really see a lot of these, like any new guys coming in. Unless they bring somebody up from NXT. I can see Priest coming up. Yeah, he hasn't been on yet. And I don't think they're going to recycle guys that they had already, like Adam Cole and, and you know, and some other guys. I think someone like Damian Priest, who I heard was coming to the main roster. Um, him and... He was supposed to show up like a couple weeks ago, and then they like... It, Kind of just like moved for another time for whatever reason. Yeah. Unless they decide to bring in Carrying Cross. Ha. Ah, that'll be nice. They want uh, him. They you know, want him in there. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm not a fan. Ah. I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna be that guy. I, I really <laughs> had high hopes. He has an amazing. He has an amazing entrance, and then after that, that's it. I, I like nothing else. I mean, he's a big agile guy. He's kind of kind of scary look, maybe scary looking, maybe. Yeah, no, he, he has a great look. He has a great look. He has the size for it. He has probably great potential, but I I just I'm not entertained by him in the ring. He's super slow. He always looks like he's trying to figure out what to do next. <laughs> he he like it almost feels like when I'm watching him like. I don't know if maybe I've just been watching wrestling for way too long and I'm being too, too, you know, like nitpicky. But it just feels like you can see the wheels turning in his head. Like, all right, what am I going to do now? Oh, just I got to do this. Uh, okay. Not smooth transitions. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, 
it's just super slow. Like there's always a pause where he's waiting, and not a good pause to like let the let the match breathe, but like a pause where he's trying to figure out what was he was supposed to do. Like what did we talk about? What was the spot? <laughs> it's always weird when I'm watching him, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Besides him and his, besides his entrance and his girl, I'm just not. I'm not interested. Yeah, I was gonna sk- I was gonna uh, say Scarlet doesn't hurt either. Um. <laughs> And yeah, no, she's bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll get into our rumble predictions in a little bit. Um, they they only announced twelve of the women so far. Uh Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. Who I think I'm kinda high on Bianca, but we'll get to that later. Um apparently on Talking Smack or some random show that they're going to do before the weekend comes up is announce the number one and number 30 for both rumble matches, which is silly. Why would they announce that now? But whatever, Um, <laughs> like you would usually know who number one is. Like if they're in a big storyline, like against an authority figure, I'm going to make you number one, blah, blah, blah. But you wouldn't normally announce who number 30 is. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is that is messed up. You don't want to announce thirty because you want to be surprised. Yeah, you want exactly. you want to at least be like maybe he comes, maybe this guy, but whatever. He'll be Roman it's Reigns. So if Roman loses the belt, it'll be Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, I actually I actually think um, Roman Reigns is probably going to be champion. So yeah, we'll I, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. So up next, we're gonna. I mean. It's a little bit of a sad one, but memories of Brody Lee. Obviously, uh, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Big Rig, you know, many names he's had throughout his career. His real name, I I keep switching on his last name. I don't know if it's Hubber or Hoover, um, <laughs> but uh, his first name is John. So um, Brody Lee passed away, 43 years old, with some sort of lung condition, Um not COVID related, according to his wife. So there we go. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'll start off with Sam. Uh, first and maybe lasting memories of Brody Lee for you. Just being a part of um, the group with uh, Bree Wyatt. Yeah, that group was. I, I really loved them together. I really did. I loved that group together. It was. It was one of my highlights. Like for me, like seeing them. They used to come in with the with the lamp, and they used to come behind him. And you got these imposing forces, and, and it it was a package, and I liked it, especially when they had that um that whole Royal Rumble ordeal with Daniel Bryan. They became one of them, and then he turned on them, and then they beat them. That's my memory. How about you, Ghost? Um, <clears throat> I knew of him from the indie scene. I've seen him in some uh, PWG stuff. Um. But I honestly did, like, I, I knew of him, but I didn't watch a lot of his stuff. Not until he was on NXT uh, with Bray and then, obviously, on the main roster. And just like Sam, I was, and still am, a huge Wyatt mark. So the Wyatt family, I thought, was one of the most impressive groups they had put together in a long time. Especially when opposite them, you had the Shield. And they were like polar opposites because I felt like the Shield were like, they were powerful, but they were like pretty boys. 
And then you just had these like real grungy and grimy, but yet super charismatic, like hillbilly dudes. And I like that that composition. And him and Ro, uh, Rowan were so impressive together for being big guys. The dudes could move. Like the dude could, guys who, especially Brody, do drop kicks. The dude could run, had a crazy clothesline. And I actually just this week went back and watched uh, WWE had like the best of Brody Lee. And they had the the tag match between Shield and Wyatt, the first time they ever fought. And I didn't realize, well, I did realize it at the time, but I guess I just had to watch it again to realize how good of a match that really was. It was like nearly perfect for me. And then his singles match with Randy Orton, when they did that whole jealousy gimmick because Randy Orton joined the Wyatt family. Yeah. And that match was fantastic. And like, I, I, I think I downplayed how good he was. Just because I, I, maybe to me, I was just so focused on what Bray was doing with his character. But it was crazy. He's so good. But yeah, man, the, I know I'm rambling, but it's just the Wyatt's was so good. He, he, he was so good in that scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, when when they first, when I first, <clears throat> when I first saw him, uh, like you said, I, I, I saw him uh, appear in, in NXT as... And as the mystery guy that Bray Wyatt was bringing in, and his first match was Jason Jordan, which is pretty funny to think where Jason Jordan. Um, <laughs> they had Jason Jordan on contract for so many years, and then main roster messed up neck. You done, <laughs> which sucks. Um, but yeah, and I saw this guy, and I was like, damn, this dude is a big guy. He can move well. He's fast. He hits hard. And then I did, I did what I normally do. I see a new guy, and I start digging. So. I see a bunch of his indie stuff. Like you said, uh, you know, he, he was in PWG. He had a short run in Ring of Honor and uh, Jimmy Jacobs group, the the uh, something of the fall. I forgot what their crew was over there with uh, Seth Rollins and, and Jimmy Jacobs and BJ Whitmer. I can't stand BJ Whitmer, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the age of the fall. There we go. Uh, he was in that group for a short period of time. Um and then I think he was in combat zone wrestling for 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 a while, and he all over the place. He did the whole indie circuit, and uh, he was called Big Rig Brody Lee, and he was you know same exact outfit, wife beater jeans, you know the 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 chops, the chop beard and stuff like that, and just a very agile big dude. Now when he first got with Bray Wyatt, and then Eric Rowan showed up, and then because originally when Bray Wyatt was forming his family. It was an FCW before it turned into NXT. And he had a, he had a big seven foot dude, which I don't know if you guys remember this guy. He didn't last very long, but he was on the NXT when it was a game show. Like they were doing these stupid obstacle courses and stuff like that. It was a big seven foot guy named Eli Cottonwood. Um, and he was Bray Wyatt's original like son or follower or whatever the case but Eli Cottonwood was not very good, and he didn't last very long. So when FCW turned into NXT, Bray Wyatt brought in brought in Harper and Rowan and, you know, off with the races. And then, you know, WWE did what they usually do when they, they get a great group. Yeah, let's split them up. So 
<laughs> so they sent Luke Harper on his own. They sent Eric Rowan on his own. Obviously, Harper was more talented than Rowan was, so Rowan didn't get that far. Um, but Harper, you know, former Intercontinental Champion, beat Dolph Ziggler, um, you know, became one of the guys that were in Team Authority in that Survivor Series match that Sting made his debut in. He was in a lot of a lot of big things, and they brought the Wyatt family together on and off, on and off, when they had nothing for those guys to do. Um, I think the the downside was when they created the Bludgeon Brothers. That was that was an interesting thing that they did with him and Rowan, um, with the whole fake mallets and you know the rubber hammers and all that stuff. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, Luke Harper was a very great worker, and you know, eventually they did nothing with him and had nothing for him. So he ended up in AEW and, you know, made the Dark Order, which was a comedic flop of a group in the beginning, into something that people actually wanted to see. And uh, and unfortunately, him passing, you know, leaves that group in limbo. You know, they're looking for a new leader and storyline and stuff like that. But I think AEW did a very good, very, very well done uh, tribute show. Um, and I know the fans were were bitching and moaning. Why is WWE not doing anything? No ten bell salute. No nothing. And I just think, well, come on, man. I mean, the the guy's working for another company. Let, maybe let that company handle, you know, the 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 main stuff. And they did a ten bell salute and all that stuff. And I knew WWE was going to do something for the guy. And they just they did it. It was like a three hour special on the network where random wrestlers, you know, giving their condolences and showing his best matches for the company. So. You know, I think they did a good job too, but obviously AEW is where his home was, so they they took care of the you know the big stuff. But um, you know, I I think for the short time he was in AEW, he he did he did well for himself. They made him kill Cody in like two seconds for the TNT title. Um, <laughs> but um, I know they they retired the title that Brody had and uh, just made a new one, so that was pretty cool. And apparently they signed his son to a contract for when he's older, if AEW is around back then, um, <laughs> from when he's older, he has a, he has a wrestling contract. So there you go. What's his name? Negative one. Negative one. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And I think, and I think I saw a video of negative one in the performance center training with Mandy, uh, Liv Morgan and, uh, and some other wrestlers over there. So, I mean, the professional wrestling world is, is, is a big ass family. Yeah, I mean, you know, other companies and other guys could talk shit to each other or whatever. But, I mean, you know, certain guys, everybody just loves each other. So, you know, <clears throat> to see that kid, you know, with WWE and NXT guys and AEW guys, you know, everybody had love for Brody Lee. Apparently, he was one of the nicest dudes you ever meet. You know, obviously, I don't know him. I never met the guy. But just from what everybody is saying, you know, it was a real, you know, tragedy, you know, what happened with this dude young family, young, you know, his wife and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a shame when something like that happens. But, you know, in the wrestling community, we're used to it, unfortunately. <laughs> it happens, like, at least 10 to 12 times a year. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. You know, rest in peace and condolences to his family. And hopefully, you know, the death toll is not that big in 2021. Um, so speaking of AEW, the legendary Sting made his debut a few, a f maybe a month or two back, and we finally were. Everybody was wondering, what, is he going to wrestle? Is he going to wrestle, or is he just going to be around and maybe be like a manager type for Darby Allen, which is what he's been so far. 
But we officially have a match. We have Sting and Darby Allen going against Team Taz in a street fight at the next AEW pay-per-view. Now, what do you guys think? you think this is going to be a legit street fight or a legit match, or is it going to be like kind of like a WWE-style cinematic type thing? I think it's going to be a, a regular match. I think it's going to be a, a legit street fight, um, which I think is smart uh, because we don't know how, how well Sting could perform right now. So I think the best thing you can do is just put a weapon in his hand. And then he comes out with the bat, clubs a couple guys. You know that uh, Darby's going to take some huge bumps. Um, probably work most of the of the match. And if they are going to win, probably Sting will just get the get the finish. I think it's more, and I don't think it'll be cinematic. I don't think they'll go that route. I don't think they'll be. And it's sort of like how uh, Bubba Ray can't wrestle anymore. So usually that's street matches. Oh, yeah. Bubba, uh, Bully Ray, right? Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of, like, hardcore matches and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, Sting. I mean, when, when the last time we saw Sting in the ring was with with Rollins, right? Like like five years ago. And yeah, when he took that buckle bomb, that was the last time. Hmm. And you know, if he could go, he could go. You know, more power to him. I just, I think maybe he doesn't even know how well he can go. So maybe this is a test run for him. Maybe this is something he wanted to experiment with and try. And he has a multi-year contract with AEW, so, you know, what's the probability of the next three or four years we're going to have at least maybe, what, maybe three or four Sting matches? <laughs> yeah, I, I can see I can see maybe some big some big matches being called. Up. Yeah, I don't see him working on a regular basis. Not matches, anyway. Definitely more of a, a leadership role. Take some of these younger guys under his wing. Um maybe form a stable, a bigger stable to go up against, you know, uh, team size. Or maybe uh, a match with Jericho. That'll be interesting. Yeah, Jericho makes sense. You know, they they, they both are very experienced. They both know the WCW and WWE style. Yeah. They can take, and they're both older guys, so they can take care of each other. I can see that happening. Maybe a title shot, Kenny Omega. That's <laughs> versus Kenny Omega. Jesus Christ. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know because I don't know if Sting uh, can do the things that Kenny Omega likes to do to his opponent. Get a, a nice little V trigger to the back of the dome, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I mean, I, I'm a huge Sting fan. I, I, I mean, I, I mean. You could ask you could ask Izzy because he was with me when he came out Survivor Series twenty fourteen. We were bugging the hell out, bro. I was like, whoa! It was so random, like like to start the storyline that way is like really Sting. Like, <laughs> it's like he came out of nowhere. It's like that's the last duet dude I expected to show up in that match. It's like Sting. Yeah. He's an icon, man. He has a great look still. Even though he's always with the coat, so I don't know what he looks like under that. Yeah. And that hair. And that hair is uh, suspect because we know he's bald. <laughs> we know he was. I do like 
<laughs> I do like that whole like winter is coming kind of snowing Game of Thrones kind of a feel. Yeah. I do like that. I think I thought that was pretty cool that it snows when it comes out. The theme music is pretty cool. I like the theme music. Yeah, I think overall yeah, he's dope, man. He's he, and he's sting, you know, we he he gets a pass even if he comes off a little corny. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just like uh <laughs> So I wonder it'll be if it'll be a combination of like Ricky Starks and Brian Cage and I forget who the who the other dude is on that squad that big that big guy I forget his name. Um, I, well, some way they they specified that it was only two of the members. They yeah. they specified it was going to be Cage and Starks. Okay, okay, yeah, I like Ricky Starks, another another NWA alumni. Wonder what? Wonder whatever happened to Ziggy Dice? I know he was a free agent a little while back. No, I, I wasn't too keen on him. Hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of guys out there that that I like that are like, huh? Yeah, let's see. So let's see here. Oh yeah, and then we have a. Uh, we have a tag team match with Cody Rhodes, who finally got his name back. Um, <laughs> Cody Rhodes and who was gonna be his wife, but uh, but Brandy uh, is now pregnant. She's with child, so congrats to the Rhodes family getting bigger. So we got Cody and Red Velvet, who I don't know much about, but <laughs> Cody and Red Velvet is going against Shaq and uh and and Jade. How do you think that's gonna go? I don't even know who that is. I'm not sure who that chick is, but uh, she's a little fiery little thing. <laughs> but um, well, how do you think about Shaq being in a match in a in AEW? It's, it reminds me of like WCW when they used to bring in these celebrities all the time, and they, you know they had like the Dennis Rodman's, and uh, one time they had a. Uh, was it Carl Malone? Yep, yep. Yeah, I had him with like DDP, and he like does the diamond cut and all that. I think it's fine, man. I think I, it depends what kind of match they're expecting to have. You know, you can't go in there expecting to see a, like a true yeah. wrestling match. Just go in there and enjoy that. It's going to be some sort of spectacle. It's like when, you know, Big Show fights Floyd Mayweather, kind of a deal. And it's just a. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal's bigger than life. He's a huge fucking seven foot guy who's in shape because he trains. He yeah. trains in MMA, so he got some fighting skill. I don't know if he's done anything wrestling wise, but again, it's against Cody. Cody can't do anything to this guy anyway. It's not like he's going to suplex him or anything. Nah. It should be interesting because, uh, you know, Shaq is, is a wrestling fan. He, he's, he's been in WCW. At one point, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Bash at the Beach 94, where it was Hogan and Flair, and uh, Shaq was there to present the world title to whoever. I think it's the whole TNT thing, because TNT has the NBA. So I, uh, that relationship with TNT and the NBA and whatever wrestling promotion they have has always been there. So I think that's what the whole deal with Shaq is. And uh, that should be interesting. Like I said, I know nothing about Red Velvet or... The other diesel chick that's going to be with Shaq, I know not much about them, but, you know, we'll see what we get from that. 
leads up to they don't maybe so nice and coming to backstory. They expect you to know and yeah. And that's that turns off people, and that's why sometimes I turn on AEW and then I just turn it off. I think the least about watching. I, I I need them to tell me who the person is, build something up. I when the appearance comes out, it's not oh, oh you know who this is. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> exactly. That 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 what's her name? The uh the one that's gonna be the chef. Her name is Jade something. I don't know her last Jade. name. <laughs> I actually only know her, well, not that I know her, but I've only seen her, like, through social media. She coincidentally came up on, like, my Instagram, and she she's like a fitness model. That's all I really know, the only background I know. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I see her on AEW. I'm like, oh, I guess now she's a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like like Sammy said, they, they that's one thing they haven't really been good at is giving the backstory on certain people. Because AEW was built off of the indies and, and, you know, Ring of Honor for the most part. Like, all all in that first pay-per-view they did that the Young Bucks and Kenny and them put together, um, that was a, a ROH-funded project. And that, was a, that was technically a Ring of Honor show. Um, so, AEW really spawned from, like, if New, when New Japan and Ring of Honor had a baby, it was, it was, it was AEW. You know what I mean? So, it, it's a lot of, like... In the indie fans who are now, you know, trying to make this household stuff. You know what I mean? So a lot of these guys jump in and it's like, oh, look, it's this guy. Like Sammy said, and it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> like if you don't, if you're not a diehard that really follows like the indie scene, you're not going to really know who a lot of these guys are, except for the big time players that came out of WWE onto there or like some of the guys who just decided they wanted to do something new. Like Jericho was a big deal in getting it over, like in terms of household names. And then, you know, you had your, your guys who came in later, like John Moxley and, and Pac and all these other, you know, guys that are recognizable from being on WWE television. And even, even Kenny Omega, who's a huge star, obviously he made his name big in Japan. He wasn't a huge star in, in the U S you know, he comes down. The Young Bucks have been around, but, you know, unless you really followed Ring of Honor and their short run in TNA, I mean, the Bucks weren't that big out here either. So a lot of these guys come in. Cody's a name that everybody will know. But, like, honestly, even with one year of AEW, do you guys consider the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega household names? No. Um, Maybe not Kenny, but I think the Bucks are. I think there's a, there's a lot, well, especially when it comes to the tag team division, especially with their association to the Bullet Club. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people know who the Bucks are. But Kenny Omega, not so much. They'll probably just know, hey, that's the guy, that's the guy who was in Bullet Club in Japan, you know, that's the guy who took over after AJ Styles left. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Bullet Club, <laughs> what are the po- probabilities you guys think of Jay White jumping ship to WWE? You know, I thought it was I thought it was a, all a work. I really did. I thought he was just, you know, because he like laid on the floor and he complained about the company and he said all these things that just felt very much like it was scripted. 
But if he really is leaving, um, I think he would do great on NXT. Yeah, I don't see him as a main roster guy. I will uh, maybe eventually, but I wouldn't put him there now. I think he'd do amazing on NXT because I do like the whole Switchblade uh, character. He won't be able to use the name Switchblade, but that whole look with the you know he grew out the beard and he kind of had the, the darker look to him. Imagine they call him like Sharp Knife. <laughs> <laughs> box cutter <laughs> they would too they would they would what's your name oh you can't use that oh okay um how about kitchen knife jagged edge <laughs> jagged edge I like that I kind of like that <laughs> oh man but but yeah I, I mean I know it's been a rumor for a little while but uh I could see someone like Jay White, even though it's weird. There's no NXT takeover before the Rumble, so I w- that would be like the place where, like, the night before, someone makes a debut on like NXT or something. Dude, if Jay White shows up at the Royal Rumble, that'd be crazy. I mean, honestly, would the crowd know who he is? No, they wouldn't. <laughs> the twenty-five percent like, that's going to be there. Huh? <laughs> not, even the, not even the fake pumping of the crowd because at least AJ, nope. like when AJ Styles did it right they they were smart about it they did, had the rumble in Orlando he was on Orlando television with impact for 10 years straight AJ Styles was a was a name before he went to Ring of Honor in New Japan and did what he did for the two or three yeah. years before he jumped so it was very smart to have that rumble and have that man debut that night, and the crowd just ate it up. You yeah, know. but I think I think they would have liked it even if it would have been somewhere else because AJ Styles was the only like there was an article I read in USA Today where they said AJ Styles the last the last free agent of his kind. Yeah, like it was it was like a headline news article. They said he's a TNA let him go and he's the last free agent. And he's the actual last big name you'll recognize. Every other free agent is just um, not known. So he was more of a household name than you think. I think, but I did think, I do think Japan made him more global. Yeah. But here in the States, he was, he was known. Especially with Dave Meltzer giving every Japanese match like 17 stars on his newsletter. (laughs) So, you know, like (laughs) he can't, he can't in his, in his, you know, Whatever he he doesn't give U.S. matches a lot of, well, at least WWE matches he doesn't give them a lot of like four or five star ratings. But but if Omega or or Okada's in a match, they that's an automatic five stars. So I think Dave Meltzer did a lot for like the American wrestlers that were working in Japan with his with his newsletters and his podcast and whatever he has. And when AJ, you know, like you said, Japan made him an international star. I mean, he was already a uh, uh, sought-after free agent in the U.S. And, the, I mean, the fact that the dude is in his 40s and he's still... Can you believe he's been in WWE for five years already? <laughs> yeah, that flew by. That is crazy. You know? <clears throat> five years of AJ Styles in the WWE. You, you you think he'll be a WWE Hall of Famer when he's done? I think so, probably. Definitely. Yeah, probably. They're already calling him, which is so weird to hear WWE saying it, but it, you know, everybody calls him uh, at, this, at this point anyway, the best in-ring guy that they've ever they've ever seen. 
I think in the past ten years he's he's yeah. been he's been the guy. I think in the past decade or so, you know, because I mean, you know, when he was in TNA, he was like Mister TNA. He was there. For, I felt like he was there forever. It felt like dog years that AJ Styles was in TNA. You know, guys like him and Joe and all of them. And I feel like by the time they finally made the jump to WWE or NXT or wherever they went to, I felt like they were so seasoned. You know what I mean? Like they were just, you know, and AJ, as he got older, he kind of, you know, messed with his style a little bit. Like he wasn't doing most of the flips and all that stuff. Like he learned, you know, he knew how to do the WWE style before he got there because of everywhere else he's been. You know, so I think he he was going to be good no matter what. I honestly didn't expect them to push him like they did in the beginning because I was like, ah, he's a, you know, he's a TNA guy, New Japan guy. Like they're not going to, they're not going to push him. And within oh, no. a few, within a, within a few, within a, within a few months, he was champ. I was like, what? I was like, I, I'm, I was genuinely surprised. I was happy about it. I was truly genuinely surprised that WWE pushed that guy. They made him the poster guy in their video game. Yeah, they you did. You know what I mean? They like him. They really like him. And you figure a it small like- a smaller guy, an older guy, you know what I mean? Well, not I mean he's not old, but you know, he's not young. He's not a spring chicken either. You know what I mean? So I figured yeah. the first time he gets there, he's probably 38 years old. You know, he's not 6 feet tall, you know what I mean? But but he's great in the ring and he has a character like he could talk, you know? So you know, I, like it's I said, also had to do with uh, the right time too. Yeah. There, there was no, there was no one really around. Like we talk about him, you know, you mentioned him being older, but uh, these younger guys can't be world champ, man. These guys don't have what it takes to be the world champ. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You I, don't, know, these, I don't see any uh, of the I, younger I, dudes getting I, a shot with the I belt. Hear, I, I hear a lot of like uh, um, threads and stuff about. Oh, you know, the, the the old guys come back and, like, when they have Legends Night and it takes away from the young guys. And I'm like, yeah, but you young guys aren't doing anything. Like, you guys true. aren't doing anything but the acrobatics, you know? And uh, at some point, we're going to have to just learn that that isn't what... Like, you should know that that's not what WWE is about. Yeah, it's like what Sam said earlier about uh, about all this. You got to you gotta know how to tell stories. You got to know how to build up a feud, build up a rivalry, you know, do good matches. Yeah, the the flippy stuff is cool, you know, but not all the time. Like, you know, you could, like, could some of those young guys have a 60-minute match like like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels had? And still, to this day, I can watch that Iron Man match from, from Mania 12, and I could still be entertained by it. You know what I mean? I the could only st- one I think that can is Jacob Fatu. He can do those flips, but he's technical. Big, he moves different, and he has stamina. Yeah, and he's young. Damn Hawaiians! <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's amazing how many of those guys are in that family. <laughs> it's like, yo, they talk about be fruitful and 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 multiply. Though those multiply, <laughs> yo. <laughs> how good they all are in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of those Anawahis everywhere. As a bad guy, though. Oh, he's How great. He's bad. great. He I love. Exactly I love him as a. I've been seeing for a long time. I remember everyone. Oh, I hate him. I hate him. I said, make him a bad guy. You're gonna see how good he is. Yeah. And now you people are booing him. They went boo, but he's good. <laughs> yeah, it's different now. It's not like go away heat. It's like legit heat now. 
like uh, <laughs> like I remember and I and I watched it again the other day. The when they did that short, like maybe one match or two matches that they had Roman do with Cena, and Cena just ate him alive on the mic, and it was just like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yo, and Roman was trying to be, you know, Mr. Tough Guy. Oh, he's a part-time bitch. Like, that's the only thing he could really do and say. But Cena just buried him, literally. Like, was, like, that, when, was that when Cena told him it's called a promo, learn it? Yeah. yeah. He did. <laughs> As a bad guy right now. Now his promos are like, I'm like, where did that come from? You know where it came from? I'll tell you right now. The guy who's standing right next to him. Hey, man. Oh, he, he needed that help. He needed hey. that help. Listen, Roman, out now. <laughs> Roman, is, Roman is great, but when it comes to those mic skills, that's all Paul. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but he also has to be willing to learn, too. And, and, and I see his willingness, and it comes out. It's like he's memorizing those lines. He's, a, he's releasing them at the right time. He's doing the, the right facials for it. He's really doing that. I'm like, I'm really invested into that whole Adam Pierce thing. Yeah, I you mean... Are you, are, you dis- are you disappointed that Pierce isn't in the match? <laughs> Be careful, my man Adam Pierce. He, he was an NWA champ. Scrap daddy. <laughs> I'm still I'm still crossing my fingers that it's gonna be Roman Reigns and Adam Pierce at Royal Rumble. No, nah, but they already said it was him and Owens. Yeah, it's Owens. It's gonna be. But Owens. I'm hoping I'm hoping they take out Owens. Oh, an accident. Owens can't make it. Oh, so now you're in the contract. You have to fight. And then he has to fight. Either that or they put... comes out at the end, but it's too late, you know? Either that or they put put Reigns with with Pierce at uh, Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah, they could do that. But I think it's better Royal Rumble. And and I think people will be shocked, like, wow, who is this Adam Pierce? Yeah. a lot of them don't realize what a good worker Adam Pierce was for like 12 years before he got hurt, you know, and had to like retire, you know? Well, he has his one match. I love last week, last week when Roman Reigns told him, that's why you couldn't make it here. And then Roman Reigns had to laugh, but it was a finished <laughs> laugh. And you could tell he was laughing at the joke. He was like, now I see why you couldn't make it to the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was complaining about and an Adam injury. Pierce was so serious. <laughs> Yeah, here that's that's. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I think I sent it to you. Yeah, so yeah, good. yeah. I saw that, and I think he he had a match with Heyman that night. And Heyman did exactly what Pierce did, unhurt. Yeah. I have a club in. <laughs> Someone recently released like a a record of like his wins. Yeah, and he got like wins over like some top guys in WWE right now. Yeah, I think he got wins over like AJ Styles and um. Uh, f- like a few guys, Samoa Joe, um, and he he uh I I remember uh, because I used to I, I had this on DVD when I was younger, but I'm pretty sure I, I with all the moving I, I either lost it or it's buried somewhere. Um, a feud that Ring of Honor had with with CCW and Adam Pierce was on Team Ring of Honor, and it was him Joe. Uh, I think Daniel Bryan was going to be a part of it, but since he was such a pricky heel he left them high and dry and i think homicide had to help them out to go against like necro necro butcher and 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 uh cesaro who was uh claudio castagnoli chris hero um and a couple of other guys from ccw and it was just a bloody freaking war like because it was in the cage of death and stuff like that 
And Adam Pierce was one of the guys that was just going back and forth and bleeding and fighting and all that. I've always just been a fan. He was just always like a technical wrestler who was also rugged as well. You know what I mean? So I was always a fan of, of Pierce's work. So I'm actually like in 20, the end of 2020 into 2021, this guy's been used a lot out of nowhere. And I know he was like, like a trainer for like NXT for a little while and stuff, but you know, we all, it's always better with an authority figure. And I, and he just came out of nowhere. They started using him. So big, big ups to him. Now with, if this will make a, you think it'll be a, a in ring return for, for, until he retires, or is he just gonna have a match or two and go back to being an authority figure? I think I think a match or two. I don't think I think there's something something in the works because uh, I was reading the article on CBS Sports and they kept highlighting that he's a five time NWA champion. Yeah, and so and then another follow up interview uh, uh, article came out and they were highlighting like, oh, he's taking a fight with me. Adam Pierce, the five-time former five-time WNWA champion. So I'm thinking, unless Billy Corgan really convinced Vince McMahon to do something, <laughs> you know, unless they're leading into something, that's that's the only thing I, I can think of. They're leading into something. Yeah, that should be interesting. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we're gonna get into our Royal Rumble t- predictions really quick. We're going to take a quick five-second break, and we're going to get into a quick topic about outside music in the wrestling biz, and then we'll get into our Royal Rumble talk. So we'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and you are feasting your ears on Jay's Week and Wrestling Podcast. We are back, and <laughs> there was this one clip that I wanted to play, but uh, I just decided at the last minute not to put it in. But uh, it, I think it was on AEW Dark when um, when Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express first came out with that song, and Taz was just singing along with it when he figured out what was playing. <laughs> it was just freaking freaking hilarious, bro. Um, <laughs> so pretty much before we get into our Rumble predictions, uh, we're just going to talk about something real quick and, you know, It'll be a little silly, but whatever. Um, when I first heard Jungle Boy come out to that song, it made me think, wow. And I just thought about all the other guys who have had like outside music as their theme songs. Now, we could all agree. A wrestler's theme song, when it comes on, and we realize, you know, it becomes synonymous with what the character is. And if, it, and if it's a cool song and it clicks, it could be their song for the rest of their career. Or, you know, if it's a crappy one, like Keith's Lee first song when he came out on the main roster, um, it could be a flop and then they'll find something else for them. But a wrestler's theme song is a part of their mystique. It's a part of their character. And um, I know ECW used to have a lot of guys that played outside music and stuff. So for you guys, like, who, who, what has been your favorite, like, theme song not created by a wrestling company that wrestlers came out to? 
I think, uh, well, you kind of mentioned it before we got on on the air, but uh, I think I was most impressed when I first heard uh, Enter Sandman. Yeah. In EW, I was like, oh, this is cool. You can you can just use regular music, which obviously you can't really do, but <laughs> ECW, ECW broke all the rules. But I remember just that paired with the the sort of entrance that he made, you know, so the song would rock for like a good 45, 50 seconds before he even appeared. And then by the time he made it down to the ring, like the song was halfway through and people who were fans of Metallica, you know, are all singing along. And it, it became like the entrance became an experience. And I think it um, it's very few songs paired with, with wrestlers that can do that. So I think that's my I think that's my favorite outside song that was used. But I think ECW was the one that really did it the best. When I remember when they used like was bodies. That, oh that yeah. One that one hit, that yes. the bodies hit the floor. I'm trying to remember Drowning Pool. Yes, Drowning Pool. I remember mean, when they used that. I I was like, oh, this is cool. But then it was like bad timing because. 9-11 happened and yeah, they had to stop they you. They had to stop you, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, ECW was synonymous with that. And even even early like NWA from like the eighties and stuff, they they'll have certain like you know, I think uh who was it? I wanna say Telly Blanchard came out no, not Telly Blanchard, it was uh uh Jimmy Jimmy Garvin, Jimmy Jam Garvin from the Freebirds. He used to come out to to uh that ZZ Top song, uh, "Sharp Dressed Man," um, uh, the fab, the Fabulous Freebirds came out to "Freebird" by Leonard Skinner. So yeah, they 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 came out to some of that stuff. Um, even in Mexico, La Parca, he he came out to to Thriller. You know, so, <laughs> he, 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 even in Mexico, like Macho they were Man coming out to the graduation song. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. My, that was his song for his whole career, except for that one time where he like. And WCW got super jacked out of nowhere, and he came out with Gorgeous George and Medusa, and uh, oh, yeah. it was like, yo, <laughs> all of a sudden Macho Man is like super juiced, and he came out to his own weird theme that WCW gave him. But um, and I know WCW had a lot of theme songs that were like similar to outside songs, like they kind of ripped it off a little bit. Like uh, Chris Jericho had like a like a rip off of that uh. Pearl Jam song, Even Flow. And um I know Raven had a had a rip off of a Nirvana song in WCW that sounded pretty cool. Um I actually do like now that you mentioned Jericho, I do like that he comes up to his own song. I yeah, do like that track. That Judas. Yeah, Judas is a dope track. My son actually likes that song. He heard it on the radio because out here in Florida, you know, I don't know how it is in New York, you know, in terms of radio, but I know uh Florida, they still have a lot of like rock stations. Uh, I know. Yeah, they have a New Jersey too. When you're driving through New Jersey, yeah, as you get away from the river, yeah, you hear the radio stations change up a little bit for me. Ah, okay. Because I know in New York they had K Rock for a long time and then it disappeared. Um, but out here in Florida they got a bunch of stations and Jericho's song actually makes the radio out here. So, you know, I came across it like coming home from work one time and I was like, oh shit. All right. <laughs> so uh, I, I I 
actually don't even know how the hell my kids heard that song for the first time, but I just remember them like when I when the first time I actually heard them listening to it, I was like, How do you guys already know the like the lyrics to this track? And they <laughs> were singing song, they were dancing. I was like, wow, okay. You know what song I liked that was an outside song, but it technically wasn't at the same time? When uh, I think it was Motorhead when they did the game for yeah. Um, Triple H. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. That one was good. That's a good one. And a lot of people Time won't play the game. And a lot of people won't know this, but Real American is an outside song. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, it is. Real American and the Demolition song was from the same guy. His name is Rick Derringer. Um, he, and and originally, a lot of people probably won't know this probably besides like us hardcores, but that song originally wasn't Hogan's. It was for Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo because they were the U.S. Express. And they came out to Real American for a little while. But then when uh, Hogan came in, they gave that song to Hogan and the U.S. Express they were there briefly still until they left to go to NWA, but then they ended up coming out to club. <laughs> yeah. So they came out to Bruce Springsteen's born in the USA instead of uh real American. So yeah, that was a bunch of songs. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. I want to say a million people came out to welcome to the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow had it in ECW. The Steiner brothers had it at one point. Um, in WCW oh. and ECW when because they got there before Bigelow. Um a lot, a lot of guys had some outside songs that were, that were pretty dope. What did the gangsters come out to? Didn't they come out to a song? Yeah, they came out to song? a song from Ice Cube uh called Natural oh, yeah, Born yeah. from Natural Born Killers. That's that's the name of that song. And the song played throughout the whole damn match. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and it would loop like if the match was more than 5 minutes. I was like, "Damn, bro." Like I don't know if it takes away from the match or or if I don't know, but and the the sucky part it? is since WWE Network has all the ECW stuff, they gotta put some generic ass hip hop music in there that has like no lyrics, just a beat during any New Jack match. So I can't watch any New Jack matches uh, on the network because I'll get pissed off. I was like, it was kind of weird to me when it was in his prime to hear that song for fifteen minutes, but. But now it's some generic WWE created rap music beat that I got to listen to. And I'm like, nah, I can't do it. I might as well just get a YouTube video of a New Jack match if I want to see a New Jack match. But <laughs> I, I never understood why 911 would come out and choke slam somebody and run out. And it just everyone's screaming for him in ECW. And then he comes in, chokes somebody, leaves. He was a bum. He was a bum. I mean, he, he I mean, was. <laughs> and the thing is, WCW actually took him from ECW for a nice chunk of change, and they did nothing with him. But but they, they just did it to spite Paul Heyman because they could. Uh, so they like, oh, we could take anybody we want, even this schmuck over here. Um, but he he had a decent song too, a song called Frankenstein from uh, Oh, I forgot what the name of that band the name of that band is, but but his song was pretty cool. It was like da 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 da. That's all, they, that's all it was. They just wanted to hear that song, yeah. And they wanted to sign somebody. It yes. had nothing to do with his talent or anything. Yo. they wanted to hear the song. They would chant the song. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that was it. it was, he had a great song, and he was just a big guy. That was it. Now the funniest. How do you feel, the fun- do you feel about these like remix songs that we get now? Like when someone 
I think like Sasha Banks. Oh, okay. Like it starts off as like her original song, and then all of a sudden it it's like some new Snoop Dogg kind of a mix. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's like if a, you know what I mean. It's like if a long time babyface turns heel, and then they'll kind of darken their song a little bit. Um, I like the Bray the, the Bray Wyatt remix is pretty dope. <laughs> Yeah, Bray Wyatt is dope, and I even kind of like what they did with Alexa Bliss's song. Yeah, yeah, little little fiend, little fiend. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Corey Corey Graves called it the the fiend the fiendish the fiend the fiendish the, the fiendish so some something like that. Like, he tried to make some like female version of a fiend name. I think yeah. she, I think she's really cute, really cute doing <laughs> doing that little role there. She's kind of dressed up as Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I don't know. To me, it's like eh, I'm, I'm more focused on the whole Bray and Randy Orton storyline. I'm like, okay, 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 all right, serve your purpose and go. <laughs> That's how I feel. I thought it was pretty it. dope to see how he set him on fire. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, I thought that match was cool. Um, yeah, I like that they. I think they they just using this time to repackage him. Yeah, um, yeah, because I think he posted on Twitter that a metamorphosis is happening, or like he's in a cocoon or some shit. And I think if he, if he shows up in the Rumble match to get Orton, he's probably gonna look different. I mean, he'll still be the fiend, but I think he'll be like a lot more like satanic looking or crazy looking or something. <laughs> like a, a monster is gonna appear in the Rumble with with Bray. Like he's gonna like, uh, be an updated fiend of some sort. I was expecting just maybe like a burnt version of, of like have like his mask burned or have some sort of his, his gear look burned. I don't know if they're going to completely change the whole look. If they do, I hope they, it's not too drastic because I wouldn't stray away. I think the scene looks pretty dope Yeah, the way he is. I think we just need to see a little less of him. Yeah. And, and I think they yeah. used Alexa Bliss with, with Bray because, you know, she she hasn't really been wrestling the past maybe year or two because of the concussions. So they really had nothing for her to do. Like she had the little talk show, but I guess uh, they figured they can use her in different ways. So let's see if they could try to throw some throw some shit at the wall and see if it sticks. And I mean, I think she's done OK with Bray. I don't think she's like taken away from it. Um and they used the little special effects on her and all that stuff. So I think I think she's been doing okay. Yeah, I enjoy it. I sometimes think that it's a, um, it's hokey. A much. It's hokey, like, but like, like <laughs> all these solo, all these uh, like solo vignettes she's been doing. They've been a little much. She's like overacting, but yeah, like her and her little like play school park that you use for little kids in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> But it is what it is. I do hope that we get the scene uh, at the Rumble, though. I don't think he'll be part of the Rumble, but I think he'll come out and he's definitely going to do something to Orton. Yeah, he'll eliminate him. He'll, he'll, I see him definitely being a guy, like you said, who's not in but still gets an elimination. I don't even think uh, Orton makes it to the Rumble. Oh. I think that RKO pretty much solidified that he's going to get attacked. And you see how little by little WWE kind of like, you know, because they shy away from usually like men abusing women and stuff. But like last year when Nia Jax came into the Royal Rumble, like, you know, 
like Randy RKO'd her and Ray did his six one nine on her and all that stuff. Like little like little bit in spurts they'll have like some of the guys, you know, beat up on some of the girls. Even though I mean Nia Jax is a bigger chick, so she can take the punishment and stuff. But uh I'm surprised they let him RKO little Alexa Bliss like that, especially after all the concussions she got. <laughs> well they just they just had um Sasha Banks like this dude, the guy that comes out with um The Somalier? What do they call him? <laughs> The wine tester. <laughs> yeah, they, they approved the match between you know Sasha and him, which surprised me. Yeah, that surprised yeah, me as well. Yeah, apparently I he's. Uh, I think that's the furthest they should go. I mean, he, that that guy's remember. an athlete, right? He's like from Cirque du Soleil or some crap. I believe uh, so. I think he. I think he. I, I'm not. I don't remember what he does, but I would have to look it up. He does make you give uh, John Morrison a run for his money because he got some moves. That dude flips off of anything. <laughs> I like the way he the way he leaves the ring. You see the way he leaves the ring? He does that little like back tuck and he goes through the ropes. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty dope. I think uh, I think Carmella's been looking all right since she got back. <laughs> you mean uh, Carmella Bardot? Yeah. Look. yeah. Little entrance she got and all that stuff. I was like, all right, all right. I mean, it's better than the little, you know, little wannabe hip hop chick, you know, like uh, <laughs> with Enzo and Cass. True. Yep. So, I mean, with that being said, we could get into the Rumble pay per view itself to to cap this sucker off. And uh, let's see. How many matches we got? We only got a literally like maybe three or four matches, not to mention the two, the two uh, rumble matches themselves. So we have, let's see, uh, just to just to get the first, I'm a, I don't know if this is in any particular order, but uh, I'm assuming it is because you got the two title matches, and then you got the women's tag team title match with Shayna Baszler and and Nia Jax going against Charlotte Flair and Oscar. What you guys got there? Oh man, I'm not interested in this title at all. Me neither. But <laughs> but I want Nia and Shayna to win. Um, I don't see the point of Oscar being a tag champ with Charlotte. Um, I see Charlotte getting distracted again by uh, by her dad and um, Lacey Evans and Lacey Evans. Costing them the titles. That's another name I didn't see in that list for the women's Royal Rumble. I'm surprised about that. But uh, similar to what we said about Randy and Bray, I could see Lacey Gang in the Rumble and Charlotte coming out and eliminating her. Yeah, unless because the women, I don't know if the if they have enough women to fill that Rumble. Unless they after her tag match, she fights in the Rumble, Charlotte. Yeah, she's 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 a part of she's a part of the women's rumble. Oh, she is part of the rumble. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that um, yeah, I can see her losing the tag title and then making a bigger impact in the rumble. I just I I don't I don't I didn't see the point of having her champ with Oscar. That made no sense to me. Yeah, that was a that was a weird pairing, you know, because I know Oscar was feuding kind of with them. And, and you had to do something with Charlotte to bring her back, but I, mean, I don't know. Dude, ideally, ideally, what I wanted was 
especially when they started doing Asuka and, and Alexa Bliss, I wanted them to do some sort of possession of Asuka. Like a f- you remember like he, like, like you the, f- the fiend Asuka from ten. What happened? You remember when Asuka used to come out with like that clown makeup in Japan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That real dark, like she used to do these crazy makeups. I want, yeah, I wanted to do something where, like, you know, why does Bray be the only one that 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 has the power to like possess somebody? Let 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 Alexa do this with a couple other girls. Yeah, you know, let it branch out, and and Alexa could be the like the fiend of the women's division. Let her do her own little thing, but uh, without but, involving Bray. But from what I hear, when Alexa turns like that, like into you know the, the her own version of the fiend. Supposedly, that's the fiend possessing her instead of, like, her own demon doing something to her or some crap like that. And especially with the well, fiend the fiend being off TV, apparently that's just him manifesting through through her or some craziness. Well, then he's got to do, they got to do some sort of storyline where she gets possessed by Sister Abigail. And I want them to change up Asuka a little bit. I was like, Asuka's getting, I, I love Asuka. But I think she's getting a little stale. Yeah, I agree. If you're gonna keep, if you're gonna keep that title on her, you gotta keep it interesting. And so, you gotta remember, the only reason she got that belt is because Becky got pregnant. <laughs> I don't think she's I, she's held it down this whole time. Yeah, uh, I don't think their original plan was was Oscar. Their original plan was was Becky. You know what I mean? So I I think the whole Oscar thing that they're doing that or they've been doing has been on the fly, and I think. You know, like you said, she has been holding it down. And I think Asuka has been one of the MVPs during the pandemic era, if you want to call it that, because she's been, like you said, uh, you know, uh, her little partner there, Kyrie Sane, ended up getting hurt and, and just leaving and working. She's still working for the company, but like they're forming like a Japan branch or some crap like that. Like she's working for WWE in Japan. So she's not even wrestling anymore. And then all of a sudden, you know, Becky Becky gets pregnant, and now, you know, the, oh, let, let's just give Oscar the belt. Oh, what are we gonna do with her? Uh, I don't know. Just let her be Oscar. I guess they gave her the reign that they should have gave her the first time she got there. You know, what are the chances that she holds that until Becky comes back and just takes the title? That could happen. Because I, cause I don't see why she still has the title. To be honest, when did Becky give birth? Uh, I want to say a month ago. Yeah, in December. No, she's not ready then. No. Well, I, I say she could be a surprise at the Rumble, but she's not ready. I she have to be at least a year in. That Vince's dumbass wanted her like immediately. He wanted her like as soon as like the first quarter of 2021. Who Vince? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can see. Yeah. I, I I can see her hubby making an, making a return at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. The Messiah. <laughs> Give me Messiah versus the the Chief. I think they're gonna change his gimmick. You think he'll be think, reg- think You think he'll be regular yeah. Seth Rollins again? Yeah, regular Seth. Burn He'd it down. Be Bur- burn it down, Seth Rollins. Yeah, or or, or something new, just Seth Rollins, just curb stomp him. So I, I know you're not gonna be interested in this, Sammy, but if you had gun to your head, who are you picking in that tag match? <laughs> I think I think the Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler win. I think they win because they're going with that whole storyline and Charlotte Flair and her, her dad. So I agree with, with Ghost. Yeah, I um, agree too. Yeah. And apparently this match was made tonight because 
it wasn't on my sheet when I checked it about two hours ago. So I guess they made this match on SmackDown. Yeah, they made they made a couple Sa- of matches. Yeah, they made this one and then they made another one. Sasha yeah. Banks and Carmella for the women's title. Um, I, I'm actually going with Carmella on this one. I think that uh that Somalier wine tester guy is gonna do something, and Carmella will get the belt. Interesting. You don't think they're, they're you know, Sasha's on a roll with whole the whole Mandalorian thing and all and everything else that she came out in. That's true. You don't think they're gonna keep her on? That's very true. She's becoming a, a name brand, you know. Yeah. I mean, she's never yeah, had think- she's never had a title reign. Like she's always lost it. <laughs> so maybe they'll yeah, maybe think- they'll finally give her a reign here. Yeah, I think she's holding that down till Mania. I think she's definitely going to be at least a woman's main event with whoever wins this Rumble. She'll probably yeah. fight Charlotte Flair yes. at WrestleMania. You know, they, they've recycled those girls since they, <laughs> since they came up I from know. NXT Same five magic. years ago. It's like in Mania, we have some sort of combination of Becky, Charlotte, and, 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 and Sasha and with a sprinkle of Bailey. <laughs> you know, like they, they sprinkled those girls like you know, the all past they have few is years. Charlotte, Oscar, Sasha, then Becky, uh, Bailey, and Nia Jax. That's all they really have. I think I, I I like Bianca Belair a lot. I think she's gonna do something. I think they'll she'll they'll... probably win the Royal Rumble. I saw that whole depression thing yeah. that she had. So yeah, I can see them doing something <clears throat> with her. Now here comes the fun stuff. WWE yeah. title, Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be interesting. Dude, I really hope that Drew destroys Goldberg. Now you got to remember, the Miz is looming with that briefcase. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. What you got? McIntyre wins, but Miz comes in with the with the briefcase, wins the title. And McIntyre takes the Miz's place in the Royal Rumble. And yeah, the Royal Rumble. And wins the Rumble. I don't think he wins. Okay. And this is where the kicker. I think John Morrison wins on an accident. Wins to what? To set up Morrison against Miz. Wins the Rumble by accident? Yeah, by accident. Like <laughs> like you you can see like Drew's gonna throw him out, something happens and Morrison wins, and then they're gonna start a feud between Morrison and, and Miz. That is sprinkled in Drew McIntyre in there trying to get his rematch. That is a bold, a bold way to go. Well, what do you what do you think with that match, Ghost? What do you got? <clears throat> I'm hoping that it goes down the way Sammy said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah they need uh, to do well, something I with think, Morrison. I, I mean, shit. I think Drew's gonna win. I can't see Goldberg winning the title. The only way I see Goldberg winning the title. And this is a big reach. <laughs> is if the Fiend returns to win the Rumble, just so he could get his win back off of Goldberg and win the title back. That's a good one, actually. Yeah, I like that. But just because you know he he needs to get revenge on everybody who's beat him, and that's, that's right. the one win <clears throat> or the one loss that the Fiends had that everyone was very disappointed with the outcome. Yeah, that's but, one he has not redeemed that, yet. But that's the only reason I would, I, I would, if I was a writer, that's the only reason I would write it that way. I, but I just think it just makes more sense to keep Drew the champ. Um, there's more guys for him to fight than Goldberg. 
I, I think Goldberg is a a two three fight a year guy. Yeah. Whereas Drew is gonna really hold that title down and, and like he could defend it like every week. Yeah, I can't. Uh... <laughs> And 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 it's true. They actually put this in a promo that Drew did. He was like, "Look, since every time Goldberg comes back and gets a title match, he wins the title at least one time." Because <laughs> you remember, he came back, he beat he beat Lesnar, then down the road came back, he beat Kevin Owens. You know, like every title match that that guy has had since he came back, he's won. He came, that back. Belt. He came and beat the Fiend. And beat the like Fiend. Uh, three and zero, oh and 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 the first time going for the for the titles, three and zero. Oh. You know, I think he ends. I think he ends. I think it ends this time. Yeah, I hope so. And, and look at no, it this way: every time he's won, it's been the Universal Championship. He's never won the WWE title yet. He won that Universal title against Brock. He won the Universal title with Owens and the Fiend. It wasn't the WWE title ever. So, and you know. In my- my Fiend, my Fiend uh, theory won't work anyway because Fiend is still tied up with Randy Orton right now. Yeah. yeah. Unless that ends at Elimination Chamber. The, the, I mean, because can we see another, another like, horrors match with Wyatt and Orton again? Because that was a nightmare. Remember that house? No, of- you put him in Elimination Chamber and, and, and um, you let the fight or, or do a Hell in a Cell between the two of them. And set, it, set, it on, set the cell on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. You know, you know where how, how he's gonna end all these rivalries. You know how back in the day, like you would fight these guys for like six, seven months, and it would end in like a steel cage match. Yeah, he's gonna end all of his in a Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah, like the same way he John Cena. Yeah, I didn't like that match. I it, was, it was, but it wasn't a. It was like an acid trip. <laughs> so weird to me. It was. I thought it was interesting, but I wouldn't call it a match, and I w- I wouldn't do those. It worked for me with Cena, just because I wanted Cena out already. But I wouldn't do that with guys who are still active. It worked. You know, it worked the night before when they did um the Undertaker against AJ. That was pretty good. That was yeah, the great. Boneyard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Boneyard match was pretty good. That Firefly Funhouse thing, like he made Cena like relive the NWO and. And he like had him in the gym, like unlimited like reps, and Cena was like burning out. Like it was just crazy. Like it was kind of like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Dude, I watched it like four or five times, and there's so many things that he he like embedded into that into that. Uh, I don't even know what you want to call it a vignette, or it's definitely, it wasn't a match. No, but whatever they 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 classified that video as, it was great. But it just that's one of those things I don't really want to see too many of. Yeah. And when they finally did lock up, like it was one move, it was just a sister Abigail, and it was over. Like it was just like, <laughs> what did I just watch? You know, it was like a horror, a horror movie with one wrestling move. That's something that I wouldn't mind watching if it's just a segment on like a, on a Raw. Yeah. Like just to bug out with your opponent, but don't make that like a pay per view match. Especially like one of the main events of Mania. I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I could, I could see him doing something like that with uh, with Randy Orton because they have such a long history. Yeah, yeah. And it almost feels like they're getting more and more cinematic with everything they've been doing. Like um, you, you could picture a flashback of when he burned down like Sister Abigail's house, like the chair and all that stuff, and 
Yeah, like they could yeah. go way back with it. When they were teaming up together, there's so much stuff they could use between those two. What would you feel if the fiend possessed like Braun Strowman and like <laughs> like brought him into the fold? Because I mean, what is what are they really doing with Strowman anyway? You know, I, dude, I, I honestly, and this this was before his death. I was really hoping that they would all come back together. Yeah, Harper, Rowan, and you know, just uh, I was like, you know what? Let Harper have his run in AEW. He's gonna make. In my head, I was convinced he's gonna make a name for himself. Vince is gonna want this guy back. They're gonna put the Wyatts back together. Like this is gonna be like they're gonna be at their prime because they're all gonna. <laughs> Rowan's gone, so I was like, maybe Rowan when he, when he comes back, he'll be you know he'll be working out. Like this is all the things that went through my head because I really wanted these guys to come back. And um, and then you know after. Uh, Brody's passing, I was just like, oh man, it'll never happen again. So all I could hope now is that they they put a uh, Braun Strowman somehow. How about tear Seth, them up? How would you feel about Bo Dallas? Where the hell is he? I would love to see Bo Dallas join the group. Yeah, I mean, this is his freaking brother. Like, come on, man. Like, and you're not doing anything with him. <laughs> I mean, they got rid of they, they got rid of Curtis Axel, but they kept Bo. You know what I mean? He's just sitting and catering. Like, hey, come on, let the guy be a part of something. I didn't even know he was still on the contract. Yeah, I think That's a good point. That's a good point. And and back then, back in the days, you used to have kayfabe, right? And people would hide for a while and and change their look, grow beards, grow hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fix their bodies. So who knows? The possibility. What else they're gonna do with him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe with, maybe with this new incarnation, they, it could just be that he expands the funhouse with new characters. Maybe Bo could come in as a new character. Look, it's brother Bo. Like I don't know, like some stupid shit. Like, <laughs> well, he's, always, he's always talking about these uh, these lizard people. So maybe he could come in as some lizard character. Mm. Or maybe, or maybe he could come out and say, "I've finally brought in someone who's family," and 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 just really just say, just open up. This is, this is my brother, and and just make him badass instead of making yeah. him a clown. You know? Yeah. Even though when he first came out with that Bo Leave gimmick, I was a fan, bro. Like I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it worked on NXT. It was it was when he came up to the main roster that it kind of got it fizzled fast. Yeah. I, I used to like Bo, man. They they need to bring that boy back up. Do, put him with his brother. Now, here's uh, the next universal title. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in the last man standing. I think uh, for the most part, we're all aboard uh, with Roman on this one, right? Yeah, this is, this is all Roman. You have to keep the title on him. It's, it's, it's just working with him. But I, but I prefer Adam Pearce to actually be forced to fight Roman Reigns so that people can be entertained and say, wow, this guy can actually go. And then Roman Reigns would, would actually show his talent and show that he can also be, you know, because he's a technical guy. A lot of people don't think it, but he is. Yeah. And just let them go. People would be like, what the hell? You know? And it could steal the, it could steal the show. But if it's Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know if it was just me, but when Pierce said he couldn't go and, uh, you know, card subject, subject to change and all that stuff, was was I the only one expecting Shinsuke Nakamura to come out? <laughs> no, you're not. I <laughs> and, thought Shinsuke had a possibility as and, well. And not, that would have been a good and match not, for, for And me. not Kevin Owens? Where did Kevin Owens come from? Like, like, like you already yeah. had, like, four matches with the dude. Why are you continuing? You know, you're not going to give Owens yeah. the belt. Well, well, why are you continuing this, you know? Yeah. At least Nakamura would have been fresh or even Cesaro because Cesaro was talking shit on Twitter. Like, you know, stop messing with my friends, you know, what I mean? like, or whatever. But now I think it's been a few weeks. The Rumble's here already. And I think they're totally going to sweep Nakamura and Cesaro under the rug and make them feud with each other. I don't know. Because Nakamura is a babyface again. Today, Cesaro was a. Um, Watching um, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan while they were fighting. So, and then a whole brawl broke down, and the Miz and Morrison came out, and then that's when Braun came out. So, I don't know. Yeah, because Nakamura is a is a he got his music back, like he's a babyface again, and and Cesaro is still a heel, but they're a tag team. So I don't know how that what they're trying to do there with that dynamic, but I could see. Nakamura, like, you know, eliminating Cesaro, and then, you know, they probably make a match for those two at Mania or, or something like that. But totally Maybe sweet. they're trying to do something like Main Event Mafia, where Sting was never a heel, but yet he was part of the Main Event Mafia, and they were all heels. Yeah, but Nakamura was a heel, though, because it started with him and AJ, and he nutshotted him after the match at Mania and stuff. Yeah. So, he, <laughs> so, so Nakamura was a full-blown heel when him and Cesaro got together. <laughs> it looks like they're trying to build up Cesaro to send big because Paul even Paul Heyman was like talking him up saying that he might be the one of the few guys to be able to take it to Roman Reigns. He's a, for, he a former Paul Heyman guy too. So I I wouldn't mind seeing Cesaro win the rumble. I think they wasted a big opportunity with Cesaro after he won that Andre the Giant. Battle Royal oh, a few yeah. years back, he was on fire back then. He was freaking white hot back then, and then he left Zeb Coulter and joined Paul Heyman, and then they feuded with Jack Swagger, and he totally went into the toilet. <laughs> like it was just like, oh man, like you could have really did something with this dude. You paired him with Heyman, and besides Lesnar, I think and Punk, out of that whole crew of guys that they gave Heyman, Cesaro could have been the guy. That he could have leveled up, but it just didn't happen. And then he went into freaking mid card hell for the next ten years. <laughs> but so yeah, Roman Reigns all around. Now we come to the Rumble matches. Now, like I said, the women's Rumble, they only announced about 12, 13 girls, which makes me think for the Rumble match for the women, they're gonna have a bunch of old school girls come in like they've done the past two years. Um, with just the regular roster chicks that they have in there, who would we pick from that litter of girls to to win that rumble match? Well, I don't know. If she she. Well, I don't know if anything changed since tonight because I didn't watch SmackDown. But the person that I would want to win, well, there's two two people that I would want to win. I would want um Belair. Yeah, I think Bianca. Uh, especially after dominating the way she did last year, wins and uh, goes against Sasha. 
Mm, that's that's a good one. Or Rhea Ripley wins. That's that's a one right there that I was thinking about. Uh, she she'll be a surprise entrant, uh, which I I think is pretty high that likely that's gonna happen. Um, and that she wins. Who she takes on, I don't know. I don't know if she'll be Sasha. If Sasha's still champ by then, or maybe they build something for somebody else. Well, I can see. I, know she I, could I can see Rhea I, I, going after Oscar, or or even if they do some swerve, where Charlotte takes the belt off of Oscar before Mania, and then Rhea gets her rematch from last year. That's what. That's kind of the way I was leading to to have that 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 rematch. Um, be nice. But those are my two choices for the women. I think whoever wins the women's uh, Royal Rumble, <clears throat> Royal Rumble fights um, Oscar, because uh, I think this whole um, Sasha. Um, first of all, you're gonna have Charlotte Flair against. Um, I forgot her name. Oh my god, with the with the with the woman's right. I forgot her uh, name. Lacey, yeah. Lacey Evans. Yeah, with Lacey Evans. I think that's a Royal Rumble match between those two. Um, so. Then you have the whole Carmella thing. I don't think that's going to go away with yeah. Sasha. So whoever wins the Royal Rumble is going to be someone to fight Oscar. So it could be Belair. It could be um the one from NXT that you mentioned. Yeah, Rhea. Um, yeah, Rhea. But the only announcement they made today was that they added Natalia. Oh, so now it's thirteen. Well, that, well, the, that, that changes everything now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Natalia, the one that will not go away. Um, what about what? What's the possibility of uh, Ronda Rousey Ronda making Rousey? an appearance? <laughs> I felt it. I felt you were gonna say. It. I think. <laughs> I think it's been over a year that she gave birth. So yeah, possibility. That's why I asked Becky. I said, "When did she give birth?" Yeah. Because if it definitely, if it was, if it was at least six months. She would have been in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, because with these Rumbles, I always go over the top and think of what would be like the craziest scenario. And I, and for some reason, I was thinking of Rousey. Like if Rousey shows up, she's winning. There, there ain't no doubt about it in my mind. Um, but yeah. just just to go off who we know is already in it and might be in it. I would lean toward Bianca Belair, and I would also, like Go said earlier, I would lean toward Rhea Ripley. I got one more. What if uh, we get a Tessa Blanchard appearance? You know, you're the second person to mention Tessa. I was talking to a friend earlier, and he, he said that he thinks Tessa might be in it. Um, you know, she's a former Impact think, World Champion. <laughs> I can see her in it, but I don't see her winning it. Yeah, me neither. I just see it as like a debut, like, uh, you know. Like she's here, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Just to make a name for herself. Yeah. She's definitely good. Yeah, she's you know, good she, enough to, to be. She's, they should definitely bring. You know, she, for some companies, she's a former world champion. <laughs> yeah, they they'll definitely um bury impact with it. His impact into themselves, but. They'll definitely bury impact. Listen, that match with with Brian Cage was terrible. Oh <laughs> my god, I'm still, I'm, still, I'm, you know, I'm, I protest impact. I, I refuse to watch it because she beat Cage, and it wasn't like cheating; it was clean. I was like, are you serious? And then she beat That's, Callahan. You just diminished Cage. Yeah, 
I know, and then she becomes a champion. And then they can't even get her to drop the belt. And then they make her fight. Who's, who's that skinny kid that she kept fighting the whole time? And then she was fighting Morrison's wife and that skinny kid the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a defense. Yep. And I was like, I, I protest this garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I can't watch Impact. I try, I'll flip through Access, and I'll try to watch it, and I just can't. Because of that, I go, no, I'm not going to give you ratings. Well, they lost like <laughs> they lost one of their best tag teams. The Rascals are on NXT now. Oh, oh that's bad. Only two of them. Only two of them, yeah. Uh, Xavier, Desmond Xavier, and uh, and the the white dude Wentz. But um, Trey Trey went Trey Miguel went back to to Impact though. Damn. Yeah. So they're now known as MGK. Apparently, a uh, marijuana smoke, uh, marijuana something. <laughs> MSK, my bad. Marijuana, marijuana smoking kids. I think <laughs> WWE, really? won't, WWE won't say that, but I think that's what the meaning is. <laughs> yeah, WWE does double entendre names all the time. M- Wasn't well, there a gimmick like potheads? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were they were potheads on on the other show. An impact, yeah. Yeah, so now they're known as <laughs> M- MSK, and they're a part of the Dusty Tag Classic that they got going on. I wonder if anybody will ever ask them in an interview, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to make up something like men, suckers, killers, or something like that. <laughs> men, squad killers, or something. I don't know. Yeah, they'll, and they'll, you're going to be like, really? And they're like, even though they got marijuana leaves on their tights. <laughs> What's your name stand yeah. for there, buddy? <laughs> now, I don't think they're going to go as blatant as the leaves. They'll probably do something uh, subtle. Yeah, yeah. They'll have the colors. They'll be like green and black, but it'll be like a weird design or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they'll go with the colors, though. <laughs> so men's Royal Rumble, 30 men Royal Rumble. They only announced 17 spots. Um, they which, four more today, oh, they did. Who who did they add on SmackDown tonight? Oh, you said Strowman, right? Corbin, yeah, Strowman, Corbin, Mysterio, and his son. Oh, Dominic. Yeah, Dominic. Dominic Mysterio. So you figure with those, you said four, four or five, right? So with those four, you four. have about twenty. Twenty-one 20, now. Twenty-one entrants, so that leaves nine spots. So you figure. Like we said, maybe Keith Lee, you figure Seth Rollins, you know, if, if if one of the champions lose, he'll probably jump in. So you figure three spots also taken over, so that leaves about maybe five or six spots for surprise entrance, if we get any. Um, The one surprise I'm thinking about is probably Lesnar, if he makes an appearance. Um, maybe. I'm not no. sure. I'm not sure what big free agent. <laughs> I'm not sure what big free agent name is out there. Maybe a Jay White, but that's that's a huge maybe. Um, and it might not even happen. So I mean, with the guys that we already know, like we did with the women, um, not excluding any surprises because we don't know who it's gonna be. Um, so who do we think with the list of guys that we know would be a potential winner for this Rumble? Quite a few. I, yeah. I can't see. You have AJ, you have Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley. They yeah. probably do a chance. You know, Lashley against, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh my God, I can't. Drew McIntyre would be great. Yeah, that would be um, cool. 
let me see who else you have. Of course, they're, 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 they're tossing the Miz around, so they're making you think, could it be? Cesaro's looking different. You know Na- what I mean? Nakamura, yeah. Biggie, they're trying to change and make him more of a main event guy. Uh, Morrison is, is in that picture because of the whole Miz situation. Um, you just have, and then it, it, they always throw that surprise with Edge, and you're like, Edge? That's right. Edge wins it? That's right. I was thinking about And then, about of Edge. course, you have Braun Strowman, who could just win just because he's big and they like him. And then you got main event Jey Uso. What about Jey Uso? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been hearing a lot of talk about two guys recently, and it's all been Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. Mm. Yeah. I, I keep hearing that Daniel Bryan might be the guy, and it makes me think back to a couple weeks ago when he was on, uh, might have been talking smack or raw talk, whichever one he's on. And he confronted Paul and he told him how he was better than Roman. Hmm. You, so, you, you know who I can I see like, showing up to confront Jay? Uh, his brother Jimmy. I can see Jimmy making an appearance. But he's on the other brand, though. He's on Raw. So. No, but I mean, the Royal Rumble has everybody, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, I can see Jimmy in the, in, the, in the... I can see Jimmy and his brother fighting each other, like, you know, you've disgraced the name, you know, our family, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You haven't joined up. Now you got to stand in line. Like, the whole Roman Reigns, because you know how Jey Uso is now all in with Roman and stuff, because he's his little slave and all that stuff, but... I can see Jimmy getting in there and, you know, probably fighting with his brother for a little bit. Yeah. Imagine Rikishi. If it's not, if it's not Daniel Bryan, which I think is probably the best choice right now, I think that I would want to see Seth Rollins come back and win it. I can see Rollins doing it. Especially if it's babyface Rollins, I can see of- it. I'm trying to think of just the program from here to Mania. Who's gonna keep, who's gonna keep it entertaining? I think Daniel Bryan is one of the few guys who, on the mic, is as solid as he is in the ring. And obviously, Seth is probably hands down the the, the best right now. Yeah, I could I, I could see narrowing down my choices. I could see Seth. Um... And uh, and maybe Cesaro. I would say Cesaro more than Nakamura. I think Cesaro's gonna probably screw Nakamura over and probably eliminate him. Um, but you know, bearing a Lesnar return at like number thirty or twenty eight or something no. like that. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah, I, I I agree. I'm a, I'm gonna probably go with Rollins on this one, and maybe we get a because they could choose because. I mean, the way they've been doing it now with these Rumbles is you could choose who you want to face. Now, if I think Rollins is on Raw, right? So if he chooses to fight Roman, does that automatically now make him a SmackDown guy? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's but how you know what's interesting. Because Charlotte, Charlotte wrestled on NXT for a little while after she won the belt and all that stuff, so. I'm I'm having a feeling that a SmackDown guy is gonna win though, mm. because if you think about it, if you have the Miz with his suitcase and he's dragging it around, whether or not he wins it or not, um, I I could see that and going into a WrestleMania. So you need an opponent for um 
for Roman Reigns. But whoever wins, and if they, if they challenge Roman Reigns, they're not going to win the title. I think Reigns is going to be the champion to a, at least SummerSlam. I could see the title switching on the uh, WWE title side and not the, the universal title side. Yeah. Where, now, when it comes to Roman, now I'm kind of like, you know, fantasy booking this thing, like thinking about mania and all that stuff. You know, a lot of people have been talking about the rock. Now, do you think the rock Roman things happens at a media or maybe later on at SummerSlam? If it does happen. I think it'll happen at a mania, but it's not going to happen. So I think they strategically mentioned the three manias that are going to happen within the next three years. Yeah. Because one of the slip in there that one of them was taking place in Hollywood. Uh, that was supposed to be this year. It was, but they, but for some reason they decided to come back to Florida. Well, because California, that, that governor of California has locked down everything more than New York. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think if it, if it is going to happen, it's definitely going to be at the Hollywood mania. Yeah, I can see that. Which it gives us time because that, that'll probably be the biggest fight that they can put together in the maybe the last 15 years and there'll be an hopefully by then <laughs> we'll have an audience yeah the they're back. gonna have an audience this year at um they're gonna be in um raymond james field raymond yeah the, james the, the the buccaneer field mm-hmm. they're gonna have an audience i think they're gonna have 25 or 50 percent capacity yeah, I think because I think that stadium could hold about seventy to eighty thousand fans, so they'll probably for that mania probably have maybe thirty-five to forty thousand fans, maybe scattered That's around. That's how it used to be when it was in Madison Square Garden, like forty thousand fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you had pops and everything. That's all you really need: thirty to forty thousand. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it's like the Super Bowl this year is is next week is going to be there, and I think they're going to have about. Like I said, similar to what Mania is going to be, like 35, maybe 40 grand, you know, I mean, 1,000 fans, you know what I mean? So, you know, they're going to get their reactions. And I think they wanted it more, like, I mean, obviously for everybody, but, you know, with Drew McIntyre finally winning the belt last year, but no one there to really pop for it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, And Braun Strowman winning the belt from Goldberg and, you know, with nobody being able to cheer or, you know, that that, kind of has to bring it down a little bit, man. You know what I mean? Like you want that big Austin rock, you know, Michaels type pop after winning a belt, you know, just do it in front of nobody. That had to be like a weird feeling, you know, you get the pyro and the confetti and nobody to look at. And that's that's why I can see them taking it off of Drew and maybe maybe a triple threat match in Morrison and Miz at WrestleMania, and then he gets the belt again, he gets the pop. Yeah, I can see that. At least, at least you know, I mean, Miz has been to a main event, and obviously Drew, but at least you know, for Morrison, I mean, you know, he's such a freaking good worker in the ring, and his character is a little clownish, but you know. He's so great in the ring. I mean, the, it's just been overdue for that guy to get some sort of push, you know? So, even like when he called um, Miz the Marty Jannetty of the group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Miz was, ended up winning the title. <laughs> the Miz ended up being the guy, yeah. You know? 
which is, you know, a, a lot of people remember The Miz when he first came out. He wasn't, you know, seen as anything, you know. And, and you know, that guy ended up just, you know, grinding and grinding until they, they pushed him. And, you know, I guess right guy, right time, I guess, you know. So he also worked on himself. He worked on his body. When they paired him with Morrison, he started working out with Morrison. He started getting better. And yeah. he's kept that shape. Yeah. And he's just a great promo. He he's yeah, a, he's just a he's great on the mic. He's a promo. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean yeah, that's why I could see him and MJF just arguing for like an hour and I'm like, damn, that's the whole show and then we need some matches though. <laughs> Yeah, you could imagine those guys. Like if, like if, uh, like you know how Triple H said before that you know he'll be open to WWE working with other promotions, and everybody automatically thought AEW. I was like, ah, I don't know. I think it's gonna be. I think he's gonna pull. Believe it or not, I think he's gonna do something with Billy Corgan. Triple H. Yeah, I think he does something with Billy Corgan. Triple H liked that whole WCW and WWE legacy. Yeah. And that's why I could see the whole Adam Pierce thing leading to that. Hmm. Yeah, I can see but that. But I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But I think because it's, it's just odd that CBS Sports just keeps saying the WWE champion, Universal champion, is going to fight the former NWA five-time champion, and they just keep on emphasizing that. So I'm like, hmm, you're trying to tell me something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I could see like. AEW, and since they've been working with Impact, uh, you know, they've been swapping talent and stuff. So I, see, I can see AEW and Impact, and maybe if they could finagle a deal with New Japan to pr- try to put on, like, an old-school, like, super class show like the AWA used to do with Memphis and World Class back in the day to try to compete with Vince and WWE. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll work the same way the super class shows back in the day didn't work. You know, <laughs> like the wrestling, like as a whole, saw it as like a desperate attempt to to stay relevant against Vince. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Um. So before we close this joint, we're going to talk some quick UFC since last week was the return of the notorious Conor McGregor as he took on Dustin Poirier in that main event. And we also had a debut of... uh. Michael Chandler, former Bellator, multi-time Bellator champion, and he knocked out Daniel Hooker. Um, so what do you guys think of, of Chandler's debut? It looks good. <laughs> it looks good. What can you, what can you say? Yeah, he looked good. <laughs> yeah, he just took it to he, homeboy, man. It was just... <laughs> he came in looking super confident. The whole time, he just went in there aggressive and just put the dude away. Like, what was the first round? I think it was the yeah. first round. Yeah, he just laid him out. And 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 Hook is a tough dude. Like, he's a good fighter. Like, he wasn't no, he's not no, you know, as Bobby Heenan would say, a ham and egg. You know what I mean? Like, he's a, <laughs> he's a, <laughs> like he's a, he's a, he's a decent fighter. You know, decent record and stuff like that. And he put away some tough guys. And you know, this dude just walked in and laid him out. And then. uh then you had the main event. You had McGregor and Poirier in a rematch from from five or six years back. Now Dana White mentioned something. I don't know if it was in the post fight or or the or the pre fight uh, conference, but he was saying I guess they were asking him how Connor looked and and uh, like how does he you know like how would he feel coming into competition again after a year and all that stuff. 
And Dana White said something of the sort, like, you know, uh, he's made a lot of money, you know, like it's kind of hard to be a savage when, 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 when you're rich, you know what I mean? Like when he first came up, he was young, hungry. He had no money. Like he was just, uh, he had what, like similar to Rocky three, when, when Apollo took Rocky back to the gym, yo, this is what you were, man. You had the eye of the tiger. Like it's a similar situation to that. He was like, yeah, it's hard to be a savage when you, you know, when you got a yacht and you, and you got all that money and you know, you wake up in silk sheets and all that shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, he walked into this fight and he kind of looked like himself until until Poirier started kicking at them legs and kind of took his leg out from under him and then he just knocked them the hell out. <laughs> How y'all feel about that fight? Was it more Poirier or was it more McGregor not really being maybe 100% ready? I think this is less about McGregor and just more, we got to give Dustin more credit. The dude's, since he fought, he, Connor the first time, still been fighting like killers this whole time. Yeah, and you know, he hasn't won every single one, but he he won enough to to, to get the title, uh, lose the title, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have some great great fights. He he was calm the whole time, even when he took a you know a couple of McGregor shots, but. He even, like, you saw those, uh, I know people took some photos of it, where he kind of, like, picked up on McGregor's timing. And he kind of, like, points at him, like, oh, okay, I got you now. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, he, yeah, like, he threw that calf kick, and then he kind of, like, oh, that one hurt you. All right, so I'm going to keep doing it. And you could tell it bothered him because right away he kept trying to catch his he wasn't checking the kick, but he kept trying to grab his leg. Yeah. So right there, when I saw that, I was like, oh, damn, he's, he's really messing him up with that leg kick. And then once once he slowed him down, like, I kind of, going into it, because I, I, I had family over to watch it, and they asked me because they knew I was a big McGregor fan. And I said, McGregor might have it in the first two, but if he passes the first two, it's all going to be, it's Dustin all the way because we all know McGregor doesn't do well as he goes into the later rounds. Yeah. I I, I didn't think he was going to get knocked out. This is the first time he's ever been knocked out. I thought he probably would have got choked out again Um, if it would have went into the later rounds. I didn't see it going down like this. I didn't see it happening because of light kicks. Uh, But, you know, I... I I think this was just Dustin just stepped his game up. And maybe it is a little bit of McGregor and what Dana White said. You know, the dude's worth like 200 mil. Yeah. The dude you know, came in in a damn Rolls Royce. Yeah. <laughs> or like a $5,000 suit on. Yep. You know, and, and, and he probably went in there extra cocky, like thinking, oh, you know, I beat this guy already. I'm just going to do it again. Yeah, because their first go around, McGregor walked right through him. So he probably figured, ah, you know, he probably imp- he improved a little bit, but it's the same guy. You know what I mean? So, and Poirier was probably just like, oh, I'm going to just, you know, uh, I'm going to tear this dude up. You know, like. <laughs> Even in a promo, he, he was saying, oh, yeah, you know, Dustin, Dustin uh, is a great fighter, but great is still levels below me. <laughs> so he, he just went in there just way too cocky. Yeah. And 
and they paid the price. But the good thing about being one in one is that now you can promote a trilogy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think they spoke about it too, like in the back when McGregor was leaving and he ran into Dustin. He was like, hey, you know, I got one, you got one, you know, and they'll make their money. Now, in terms of, if anything, Dustin Poirier, all he did was confirm and totally leave the door shut on Khabib coming back. Because <laughs> I think they, they asked Nurmagomedov after the fight, like, oh, what do you think? He was like, I beat both these schmucks already, you know. <laughs> 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 you found the more Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, Khabib. <laughs> Khabib doesn't need to come back. Khabib has already proven that he's the best in that position. He, he, if he was to come back, he, he, he would beat them both. Yeah, there's no need. His wrestling is just unreal, and and even if you do catch him with a couple of shots, he's like durable enough to take some shots. In order to get what he wants, you know what I mean. So he's just he's just unstoppable. Like, yeah, and and honestly, I, and I say this selfishly is because I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that style. So I'd rather just not see it. Yeah. So I don't want him to come back, but I can give him credit. He is a tremendous fighter, and I just I really don't see anybody being able to work their way through that style. Yeah. Well, maybe even the ones figured it out, they know what it is that he does. They still they can't, can't stop it. Yeah. <laughs> they can't counter it. Yeah, it's just, that's it. Well, you figure now with the two guys who won that night, you figure that'd probably be the next fight, right? You figure a Poirier versus Michael Chandler fight for probably Khabib's, you know, vacant, you know, lightweight title. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, the think- dude came in and won fight which is fine but i don't think you get you deserve a title shot that quickly yeah i think i think he should still fight uh what is it justin oh gaichi fight gaichi and then if he wins uh and i mean chandler if chandler beats gaichi then you get a title shot so who does who does poye fight does he wait for connor to come back he just, he just waits because because even going into that that card, uh, Gaethje was still the number one contender. Because mm. Connor was number four, he was ranked four. Gaethje was still the top ranked guy. Yeah, because right he because he just lost to Khabib, right? Like a few months yeah. back. Yeah, it was just that one loss. Yeah. So I I think Chandler fights Gaethje. Poirier doesn't fight anybody. He just waits, and whoever wins that one, they have a big fight. Or you think he fights Max Holloway again? Because, you know, Holloway was talking mad crap after he won. <laughs> I, I uh, didn't Holloway just lose? No, no, no. no. He won. He won. He, 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 he won a pistol, right? wow. Yeah. He, yeah. Won, he won a crazy fight. <laughs> um, you know what? Fuck it. Put him, put him against Holloway. Because you know what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm going to throw mad shit to Holloway. Yeah, Holloway, that, that one fight he had with Poirier, it was like, all right, Holloway's hitting him, but he's not hurting him. <laughs> yeah, no. It's- like, Poirier's just a bigger dude. Like, like you know, you see the weight, and it's like, all right, yeah, at, at you know, at the weigh-ins, everybody's the same weight or, you know, whatever. But then come fight night, you know, Poirier puts on another 15 pounds, maybe 10 pounds, and then, you know, this guy – 
probably loses a loses two or three or whatever and it's just like you see how much smaller the light the 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 featherweights are than the lightweights it's like the dude looks like he's like 180 pounds compared to to what max looks like you know so it's like eh, you see the change in power yeah i think i think Connor's lost too much weight he's been at one second so far too much weight i, I thought that was gonna be a bad thing second or third any any fighter who takes an extreme amount of weight off instantly gets comfortable at a weight class and goes back down, suffers defeat. And that's what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah, he did, looks bad and he looks tired. Did he fight Cerrone at one seventy? Yeah. Yeah. Because hmm. it was a, I think it was a I think it was a like a last minute fight that they put together. Yeah, so if he had to go back down. The thing is, to be honest, dude, as much as a of a kind of fan that I am, is he's not that difficult to beat. Yeah. If, if you don't try to, like, box him, because the dude has power. So don't just try to box him. You got to go in there and mix it up with him. But the dude's defense, when it comes to other styles, isn't that great. Any wrestler could fuck him up. Yeah. If anybody was to take him down and just do some fucking jujitsu, they would fuck him up. That's why I figured back. That's, I, why his, that's why all his losses are submission. Yeah. And now you say he's susceptible to leg kicks. The dude had no defense to those kicks. That's why I was surprised when Alvarez lost. Me too. Alvarez decided to not do what he But because Alvarez likes to fucking he likes bang. To, he likes time. to fight. Yeah, he likes to he likes to punch and stuff. And honestly... I think the lights were a little too bright for Alvarez that night too. I think he got nervous and he let Connor talk him into a corner and he just he just got ate up. Like that was a Connor went through him like a hot knife through butter. Like I didn't expect that, you know? Yeah, I didn't expect that. I thought he was gonna take him to the ground and say, you know what, you might, you know, might have superior boxing and then make it a dog fight. Make it a dog fight. Yeah. That's what I thought he was gonna do. Which is crazy because that's when Khan looked the best. Yeah. That's... <laughs> that was probably his best performance. Absolutely. Yep. I think it was uh, St. Pierre. St. Pierre, someone asked him about Connor, and he said that he needs to be reborn. He needs to, like, I guess, forget everything that he's done in the past and just come in, like, on a fresh slate. Yeah, and they were talking about maybe Connor and GSP a couple of years back. I was like, GSP will eat him alive. Was like, GSP would murder <laughs> when, when he fought Bisbing, I was like, ah, oh, that should be interesting. I mean, I think, I think you know he'll he can take Bisbing down too. But Bisbing is a bigger guy, way uh, way bigger than GSP, and GSP ragdolled them around like like nothing. And I was like, ah, he'll throw Connor around the whole cage if he did that to freaking Bisbing. <laughs> yeah, especially that that's that's what he loves to do. He just loves to take people down all the time. I checked. Donald Cerrone McGregor was a welterweight fight. Yeah, 170, yeah. Yeah, I think weight had a lot to do with it. But I think, you know, Poirier, he, he, was, he was a better fighter, but I think weight, the weight drop did something. Yeah, and I just think Cerrone is the type that he folds in big fights for some reason. Like he'll go on a fifteen fight winning streak, but you give him a title fight, he is not winning. <laughs> he did mess up Connor's leg though. Did you see the photos of Connor's leg after the fight? Well, against Cerrone? No, no, no. Against uh 
Oh no, Poye uh, Poye messed him up. Yeah, he he tore his leg up. Yeah, it was very good, and it wasn't honestly. It didn't even feel like it was that many kicks to the calf. You know, what's an interesting thing. Is Poirier gonna continue to fight because he he expressed to uh, DC that he's not interested in fighting, and he wasn't interested in this fight, and he won. Well, so, he before the Dustin Poirier. No, he signed to like a like an eight fight deal, and he said he was gonna fight it out. <laughs> All right. Because he told DC, and DC was saying he doesn't even. He just told me I don't even want to fight no more. Wow. Well, he said he did. He did mention in an interview because they asked. They asked him what what was. Uh, Jay just asked me or asked us was does he fight Chandler next? And Dustin said no, I don't want to fight this guy. He goes, I have to fight like the 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 most elite guys to get to where I am now. And you, this guy fights one person and he's gonna get a title shot. No, I'm not gonna fight this guy. If that's what Dana wants to set up, then I'd rather just sell hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what he's selling now is his hot sauce. So that's what they... Oh, that's what he gave Connor at the weigh-in. Yeah, he gave him the hot sauce. Yeah. Time, you know, like, that's, it. that's his new hustle now. That's cool. Well, Connor could sell his proper 12, and, and this guy could sell his hot sauce. Listen, I'm not... I'm not worried about Connor at all. My man made probably over 20 mil on that fight. Oh, yeah. Took his Rolls Royce to the hospital and from the hospital went back on his yacht. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to fight one of the Paul brothers? No, not. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. He's chilling. Yo, really, is Jake Paul and uh, freaking oh, the dude that got killed by Masvidal, uh, Ben Askren, really? Is that happening? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, oh, man. I just saw that. I just saw that Paul dude training with um, what's his face? Spirit Jesus. Yeah, Masvidal. Yeah, with uh, Masvidal. Masvidal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why he can't throw a knee. Was Masvidal gonna teach him about boxing? That's like you know. <laughs> they, they were doing. They were doing like some snap uppercut or snap hook punch. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. They were video on Instagram I was watching. I mean, I don't even really think this guy needs help to box Askren. Askren ain't no puncher. No, he's really not. And then not with boxing gloves. Not with six. What they using 16 ounce gloves? Yeah, I think it's like Jake Paul's going to knock him out. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's going to make a fool of himself, Ben Askren. Askren's going to try to wrestle him. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to go for a takedown after a punch. <laughs> oh man, how, how did you guys feel about the the Tyson the Tyson Roy Jones thing a few months back? I watched it. I thought it was alright. Yeah, I, I was, it was I, interesting. I was annoyed at the way that uh, Roy Jones was fighting because he uh, there was a lot more grabbing than I expected. I thought they were going to really go in there and go at it. Yeah, he was like, doing I a lot of hugging. Watch, you still, you know. You're trying to live. Then, <laughs> you can't even punch. <laughs> Roy Jones said he had never been hit that hard. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I could I could sit here and say, oh no, they should have banged it out, but it's just shit. If I was about to get hit by Tyson, I'd grab his ass too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hug him and not let go. But no, yeah, but it was it was cool, man. The, the guys, they I thought they looked in phenomenal shape for being their age. They were in the fifties. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Tyson looked really good. Roy looked good too. I mean, you know. Yeah. Roy, Roy looked good. Tyson looked better though, but Yeah, he did. I feel like Tyson's Tyson been training for that fight for ten years. <laughs> I feel like you can I feel like you could drop Tyson in the heavyweight contendership right now in in boxing and he'd win. No, no. I think no, don't kill him. Don't kill him. That guy those heavyweights hit <laughs> they don't play. Maybe he has a chance with Joshua, but that's about it. <laughs> and even Joshua's a beast, like in terms of his body, like yeah. his physique, like he's a. I mean, the next fight is him and Fury, right? That's that's the next one. Yeah, I think that's the next fight sometime this year. I think Fury's gonna lay his ass out, but <laughs> the same way he did to yeah. Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, the one thing that made me really laugh about the Tyson fight was at the end, at the interview, when they were asking Roy. They were like, oh, did you ever fear for your well-being? And then Tyson just grabs the mic. He goes, why you keep asking about him? I was like, <laughs> yeah. he was like I'm, yeah, the one, was funny. I'm the one that hasn't fought in 15 years. This guy fought two years ago. Why are you asking about him? What about me? <laughs> They're like, we don't, we don't think many people were worried about you, Mike. It was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Like damn, dude, he's got Roy standing right there. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Who does he fight next? Who Tyson? Yeah, probably Holyfield. <laughs> yeah, he oh, yeah. probably fight that next edition between those two because they'll they'll bang, they'll throw down. So I say either Holyfield or I know Shannon Briggs was talking a lot of shit. Shannon Briggs always talking shit. Yeah. Man, I don't think Shannon Briggs wants to fight Tyson. That they're really they're cool. You know what I mean? They. Unless unless he thinks, oh, we could probably make money together, I don't think he really wants to do it. I think this is something that if Kimbo Slice was still alive, he'll probably be a part of. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Is he he would have signed up right away. That would have been interesting, he, Tyson and Kimbo. Probably he probably would have been <laughs> the first to call them out. Tyson would have put out Kimbo Slice, even in this age, and yeah. Michael Brown. <laughs> Kimbo would have been on the floor. We would have been like, oh, the street warrior's done. <laughs> Yo, you remember that horrible fight in Bellator with Kimbo and Dada 5000? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was right before Kimbo died. Yeah. That was a horrible fight. Yo, they say, <laughs> they said that was the one of the worst fights ever created. And apparently Dada 5000 caught like two heart attacks in the cage. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> horrible it was so bad it was the worst thing ever um <laughs> but yeah i mean with that being said that was the royal rumble preview show um once again royal rumble is this sunday night there will be no obviously no takeover on saturday to you know counteract it but we'll probably have like a five o'clock preview show and then it'll end around 10 30 11 o'clock so we'll have six hours of of royal rumble even though there's like four matches so <laughs> um so yeah i mean that was episode 52 of the jay's weekend wrestling podcast want to thank the fellas ghost and sam for jumping jumping back on with me always a pleasure fellas um always a pleasure as well yeah man and uh yeah Angry. so Oh, and also, uh, Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 will be back this year, and apparently they're going to have an obscene amount of episodes. I heard it's around 12 or 13 episodes this year, um, ranging from uh, Brian Pillman, which I'm sure Junior will be on that show. Um, you're going to have the the 
the Ro- Jake the Snake Roberts and his family. So they're going to talk about his father, his sister, who was Rockin' Robin in the WWE, and his brother, who was Sam Houston in the WWE and NWA. Um, they're going to talk XPW. Now, if a lot of people don't remember XPW, that was kind of like the other ECW promotion that was based in California that feuded with ECW. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of uh, stories surrounding that. Um, they're going to talk about FMW, which is Frontier Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling from Japan, which was a crazy hardcore company. Um, what else? They're going to have a bunch of other... Once I get the full list, I'll throw it out there, but that's just part of the shows that they're going to have, um, which should be pretty interesting. Those documentaries are always sick. So, yeah, and like I said in the pre- in, in our little pregame that we had, they were going to do a China episode about her life and death and stuff, but uh, that, that quickly got scrapped. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, S&D Podcast Channel, sndblog.com. Also, catch all the shows and all of me on my website, johnnypodcaster.com. And, yeah, that was episode 52. I want to thank the guys for coming on again. And, uh, yeah, catch you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening. podcast channel the perfect channel for any style of podcast we have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs if you would like to start a podcast you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com we are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel and the topic could be anything you want so contact us now